Just a few film nerds breaking out of the rut Drooling over cinema that's hard and uncut Stick us in your ear, thrill to this month's picks And come and listen in, we're measuring What are we doing first? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, teenage, teenage Caveman. caveman. Okay, okay. Because right. we have special guests on the next one. Yes. Shall I bring us in? You shall bring Excellent. us in. Excellent. I'm so ready. Do it, Carl. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Measuring Flicks. I'm Carl Hartley. And I'm Max Peterson. And once again, you haven't missed an episode, but Carl and I haven't seen each other in ages. It's been a minute. So we're just like, uh, we're starting an hour late because we've we been caught visiting. up. <laughs> I had, had some coffee. Yeah. <laughs> mm. It was good catching up, though, man. It's been a hot second, so it, for us, yeah. yeah, that's what I like about us being ahead is when when we screw up <laughs> and we don't get together <laughs> for like long periods of time. The listeners are like, "These boys are so on point." Right? Episodes like clockwork. It's like, <laughs> well, we're they, like, if you only knew, Carl. If we don't record today, we're gonna mess away. <laughs> right? We gotta cancel the show. <laughs> we gotta record twenty-two episodes. What today. I think is funny <laughs> is like, I feel like because we've been so. I mean, we've been on top of like dropping episodes every week. I feel like we, if we ever do end up having to miss a week, we're like, it's fuck, we fucked it up. We fucked it. It's over. <laughs> the show is over. It's like, no, Hang it's, it up. O- it's okay. But <laughs> you get here, I'm just throwing like various pieces of audio equipment right. against the wall. We missed week three of March <laughs> in 2019. It's over. Well, we know we didn't because that no, was, it's already dropped. Yeah, that's that. So that is in the past. One, once again, came out on time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, even though we were not at all together as humans. Speaking of upheaval and turmoil, before we get into the episode, can I make a major life announcement, Carl? Yeah, you can. Please. I thought, I thought it would be good to talk about it on the show in we case we can air our. In case not things grievances, got <laughs> opportunities yeah. like our joys. Absolutely. Uh, so I worked for. I've, we've never said where I worked before. Yeah, I think you can now. I can now because it up. <laughs> doesn't exist anymore. So for I've been a waiter since I started doing podcasts, essentially. So people who listen to Chapman and Robin or Morning Word, I've always been a waiter. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I moved to Traverse City, I worked as a waiter at a restaurant called Bistro Fufu for two years. So last week. I'm cruising along, just enjoying life, planning movies for you and I to watch. And Like spring is in the air. Yeah, man. Like birds are singing. Every once in a while, the sky just dumps six inches of snow on <laughs> right? us for two hours. And now again, there's no snow outside. I don't know what is going on. It's so weird, man. But I'm cruising along and I get a text and it's like, hey, uh, the restaurant's going to be. Remember that job you had? <laughs> not yet. No, no, not, not at this point. At this point, we get the text where it's like, hey, the restaurant's going to close for a week. And uh, we might be back. Well, we're probably going to open back up on Friday. We're just getting, we're doing some cleaning. (laughs) Just throw the probably in there. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And I was like, clean. Okay. But that was the story. The story was the restaurant's getting clean. By cleaning, they meet. Removing all of the furniture. (laughs) We're cleaning everything out of the restaurant for auction. (laughs) So I went full Homer Simpson. I was like, woohoo. Right. Week off. Love it. So, you know, I sit down. I'm watching Criterion movies. I'm getting lots of writing done and walking the dog. And then I get. We were walking around downtown, and we had just bought a Roku stick so that I could watch the Criterion collection on my TV. Yep. And I was like, things are fine. These are the gravy days. We're heading into summer. Summer's just buckets of money. (laughs) And uh, we had just bought a Roku stick, and I was standing in Horizon, like, whistling and looking at, like, (laughs) I'm like, I should buy a bunch of expensive hardcover books. Oh, first editions, signed, perfect. Signed first editions, how much is that? $500, bird, I'm buying. You know, like, I was, <laughs> right. Summer is here. Yeah, yeah, summer is here. And then my phone rang, I picked it up. And at this point, it's Thursday, so I haven't worked in like a week. 
and I answered the phone I'm like hello and it was my my friend Charlene and she's like hey I don't know if anyone's told you yet has anyone <laughs> told you and I'm like hmm. uh no Mm-mm. did Nick finally do it is he dead <laughs> oh no <laughs> it's horrible <laughs> he would he'd think it's hilarious <laughs> but uh he, yeah so she goes no um we're not opening again. I'm like, oh, not we're not we're gonna open next week. Right. She's like, no, never again. Bistro Fufu is closed now. And I was like, oh. <laughs> my response was laughter. Yeah. So this, I wanted to and not in the catharsis sort of way though. More like a no. Perhaps. I felt free. Yeah, yeah. I felt like that. I it was weird. The cage door opened. Look, I've definitely had a couple moments of existential fear oh, since then. You would be silly not, not to. to. Yeah, right. yeah. I've definitely had like. Uh, uh, you know, like the first couple of days after after that happened, I woke up and I was like, I mm. literally don't have a job right, right now. I am unemployed. But so I wanted to come on the show and just, just in case shit gets squirrely <laughs> or if I start crying on mic a lot more than I usually do. There are reasons. Do. Yeah, but, yeah. But no. So so I, I found out that I was unemployed and I was immediately just like right on. Sweet. <laughs> wow. This is how strange. I'd never had a place. I've never been fired from anywhere. Mm-hmm. And I've never had a place closed down while I worked there. So I've always had a job since I was like 16. And I'm like, huh, no job. That's weird. Yes. That's the, the definition of having like <laughs> not even the rug pulled out from that Suddenly there's no floor. Right. It's like Whoa. the house was imaginary. <laughs> <Right>? Exactly. <laughs> you realize you're in space and you're like, wow, I have no, no I have no tools <laughs> to operate in this. You're the coyote space. all over the edge of the cliff. Dumb, <laughs> dumb. Yeah, exactly. I've got my sign like, uh-oh. <laughs> uh-oh. <laughs> oh, shit. But so me and Bert, I got in the car and Bert's like, what was that about? Like, you seem very happy. And I was like, oh, well, I am unemployed. And she's like. Why you seem so happy? <laughs> I was like, we need to talk about your reaction mm, to this. You, Doesn't seem normal. I've always thought maybe you had some sort of mental illness. Right. This just <laughs> seems like more evidence. This has confirmed it. So, so here's the here's the context for why I was not crushed by this news. We were driving around, and keep in mind, I actually really liked working at that restaurant. Yeah. That's probably my favorite job that I've ever had. The people are so were so great. People are great. It's right. not like they all committed harakiri right. in the basement. They're like, we go down with the ship. There'll be another. No other likes the bistro fufu. Yeah, they hand me a sword. Be like, Max, will you be my second? The- yeah, <laughs> but no, like, uh, they're they're all great. Be my second. They're really great people, and you know, like, it, honestly, it was a really fun work environment. Mm-hmm. I made good money. Like, yeah. I love that job, but we. I've been t- I've talked about it on the show a couple times now, so that it's starting to sound like I'm part of a cult. But that book, "You Are a Badass" by yeah. Jen Sincero. Actually, her name is Sincero, by the way, because I know that because Bert and I started listening to the audio book because ah. we're book clubbing it, and so we're listening to it, and she's reading it, and we had just—it's the weird dude—it's weird. It's like weird synchronicity type stuff. We had just listened to a section about. How when you commit and really go for your dreams and you really chase your dreams down and again like right. I'm with dude I can kind of see it in no your no eyes, no I'm like more more of it it's more of curiosity like I need to read this book you really should because I do buy into that <laughs> shit. I mean I read the secret when it came out and all that kind of shit Bird has a I think Bird bought a copy feel free to borrow it because right. like or listen to it on Hoopla I know you have Hoopla but like. I told Bird in the shower the other day. I was like, "She's like, why did it take you so long to read this?" I'm like, "Cause to be real, it's a self help book." Mm-hmm. I was like, "No, this is stupid." <laughs> Sometimes Carl gets drunk and buys four "Don't Kill Yourself" books from Amazon. 
the, the, the series, the series don't, kill don't kill yourself, yourself one. one there's a way out <laughs> exactly don't kill yourself two this is the way out right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't kill shit. yourself three the quivering, <laughs> the quivering end. <laughs> but no like so i was just, we were listening to it in the car and she had just gotten to this bit in the book where she talks about um like it it's really cool. The reason I like it is because you know me, I come from like the study of the occult yep. and weird esoteric yes. magic. Yes, yes, yes. Most of what she's talking about sounds like chaos magic. Like if you just change some nouns, right. it becomes chaos magic. So she's talking about this thing where she says when you double down and commit to your dreams, sometimes shit goes really badly for you before it gets better because that's your your she calls it like your old life or your subconscious mind it's like the keto flu for for your spirit in a way yeah like your body doesn't want to change when you're when you switch to keto it's like this is bad but then it realizes like oh no this is just new and this i'm operating better now than i ever have so Mm. i literally we had literally just listened to the section where she's like i had a a client of mine wanted to you know quit her job and open a recording studio and then like that day you know she opened her recording studio she got all the loans she bought the space she all these beautiful amps and guitars and microphones and like a week in it burned to the ground so she Bought all this new stuff and just started again. This other dude quit like being like an accountant or a banker or some bajillion dollar job to go be like a cupcake decorator. Right. Like, he, <laughs> he like was going after his dreams and like his his car got totaled. His house got all screwed up. Oh my he got God. hit by a bus. Jesus. Yeah. Like so she's like, you know, like if things go really bad when you've decided to double down on your dreams, like just know like. This is your your subconscious mind or the universe or whatever you want to call it, like pumping the brakes to try and keep you in your pattern. Just keep fighting forward. And we had paused it, and then I went into the <laughs> I went into the bookstore, and then I got the phone call, and it was like, "This restaurant that seems so stable is now closed. Is it right? You are unemployed." Hmm. So I got back Fuck, in the car, man. and I was like, "There you go, there you go, boo." <laughs> so part of me is also afraid to like. Well, it is. It's like pushing your 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 comfort level. Like I'm I'm going going to be getting married in October, yeah. and like I have a job that that pays me good monies, and like you know, if you start like considering the dream, it's like, well, that those things are all stable right now, and stability. But yeah, yeah, it's it's a it's a scary thing to jump out of the airplane without checking first. <laughs> Did I put my parachute right? In, and stability's or is this a backpack not full of bad. Bands? Right. That's and honestly, that's the thing. Bird and I have been talking for. I went to school for writing. I've been writing since right. I was like 11 years old. Mm-hmm. Like seriously writing. I, I obviously wrote like, you know, cats are green when I was right, four or yeah. whatever. But we've talked for years about like, that's why I'm a waiter. That's why I'm not like doing a, a quote unquote real job. Yeah, I'm right. doing a survival job where I'm like, I can make enough money to write. And it and that's a good survival job. Yeah. A lot of actors are <laughs> servers and waiters right. and bartenders. It, you, you pay your bills and you keep chasing your dream. Yeah. But there does come to be a point, I think, where you spend you can spend you can spend your whole life getting your ducks in a row and setting up your safety nets so that you can take that first tentative yeah. step out onto the rope. But this to me was like the universe shoved me out on the rope and then jerked away the safety net. Right. And said, Now concentrate. Because if you don't stay focused, you're gonna die. Right. And it was one of the I th- honestly feel I, I'm uh, about a week in. To, to unemployment right <laughs> but uh yeah actually i'm trying to work on that too i'm not unemployed i'm self-employed yeah you're a writer I'm a working sir. writer i have a lot of stuff out and submitted 
for people who know, not a lot of our, some of our listeners know me, some of them don't. People who know me know that I, I have been submitting and publishing for a long time. I actually, like, I get stuff in magazines from time to yeah. time. But it's always been kind of kind of half-assed to be right. totally honest because because well, you've got to go to work today yeah exactly you can only get two hours writing in because well four o'clock rolls around right you have to become server max and there's something about it's and it's not just the time and uh, <laughs> listeners are like what movie are they talking about today <laughs> i just but i do want to i promise i won't talk about no, it it's after, all good. after this episode this will be it but but I, I think it's appropriate in the episode that we're about to talk about. In a weird way, we're go- we'll find a way to force we'll, it to I'll be relevant. I'll wedge it in there, my, my vaga. <laughs> but I, I really do think there's a... Because Robert Vaughn pursued his dreams. <laughs> there's something about <laughs> keep, uh, when you got a loincloth. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, I, there's a hint for you. Actually, yeah. it's in the title, so who cares? <laughs> That's right. But, uh, T- today we're watching the 46-year-old teenage caveman. <laughs> but, um, I, I do think that there's an element of fear that's necessary. Yeah. Because at a certain point it's like, you know, like, oh, if this story doesn't sell, I'll still eat tomorrow. Right. If I don't finish the novel, whatever, I'll still make my car payment. Yeah. And I'll still, you know, whatever. But it, now is the posi- you're in a point, position where right. if that story doesn't sell, you might have beans. And then if you, you don't, be eating then less. it might be not beans. It might be whatever below beans is. Well, Bird still has a job and she's right. picking up extra shifts. She's been really great. So we talked about it and she, I was like, all right, do I, well, here I go. Off I go to find a new job. And she's like, don't. And I'm like, right. what? She's, That's awesome. Yeah. Holy shit. It was remarkable. Cause I told her right off. I'm like, look, I understand we have a life together and we have financial responsibilities. Right. I will get another job. I've always right. worked jobs. Uh, let me help out. And she goes, don't stop. No. I'll pick up extra shifts. You're right. We will tighten the budget down and cut some stuff, some monthly expenditures that are maybe not necessary. You're a writer now. Like, you're not, you're not a, <clears throat> oh, I'm, I'm a waiter, but I, I do a lot of writing. She goes, now you don't have anything else. When people ask you what you do, you say, I'm a writer, oh, yeah. because that's what you are. And it's real. So we're going to, yeah. we're going to check back in in six months. Which is dangerous in Traverse City because this is the busy season. Yeah, if I th- wanna, this is a time when people are hiring. If I want to get six a, months from now, the, that's the doldrums. That's winter. Mm, There's nothing unless you want to shovel snow. Which is, but that's part of it, you yeah. know. Like if I got a job now, I know I would be safe and I know we'd make comfortable money. Right, but you wouldn't be a writer. But I wouldn't. I'd, I'd still be you writing. Said, no, yeah, uh, but yeah. I. But you're right. You you're totally right. W writer. I wouldn't be a writer. So. Bird, we figured out six months. She's like, because that means if you fail, we're going to be in a hard spot because it'll be winter. There won't be really restaurant jobs. And right. if you get one, they'll be slow and we won't get a lot of instant money. So that's what so I'm... So write good, dude. Exactly. You write, better not write garbage. Write like the wind, man. Man, I actually really like your story till the bone shows through. I like that Oh, did you go... You, fi- yeah, you finished reading it? Yeah. 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 I, I dig that one, too. I'm a, I'm a big fan. So anyway, if you guys want to... There, thank you. <laughs> there. Yeah, yeah. If you want to... plug there for you. <laughs> I'm going to have to get better about that. I'm like, I'm a writer, by the way. Anyway. Anyway, glossing. Oh, like, where do I find your work, you wanna, Max? If you want to read some stuff that I've written, you can head over to, uh, like, my two most recent are, one of them is on uh, crimson crimsonstreets.com. It's, they do, that's actually a really cool online magazine. They only publish, like, throwback 
pulp style writing. So it's like a, a modern pulp magazine. Yeah, that's why I enjoyed the, your story so much too, is because it is that noir detective-y kind of set in modern day, but yeah. it has the I read five Dashiell Hammett novels in there. Yeah, of course. It. Yeah, so, yeah. And, and it shows too <laughs> in in a good way. So my story is called Until the Bone Shows Through. It's published in three parts. I, it was serialized, which is really cool. Yeah, that's neat. Yeah, I love like Charles Dickens did it. Stephen King has done it. Like Fuck I love yeah. serialized shit. So if you head over to Crimson Streets and look up Until the Bone Shows Through or type in my name, you can find my story. It's set in New Orleans. It's really fun. A lot no, of jazz and food yes. and drinking in it. A lot of crawfish, baby. There is some crawfish in there. I think it's crawfish etouffee in part it's one. It's the etouffee, yeah. But, uh, and then it, if you like sci-fi, I wrote another short story recently. This is actually the short story I'm most proud of that I've ever written. Is this one that your your dad? No. It's inspired by my inspired dad. Inspired by Inspired by my dad and also in a, in, in a kind of a weird way, inspired by my grandfather's passing. Right. But if you head over to um, uh, intergalactic, I think it's intergalacticmedicineshow.com or you can just Google search Orson Scott Card's Intergalactic Medicine Show. That's right. It's his. It's his magazine. That's amazing. I have, I showed Carl last time we were in my office. I still have the check from them signed by Orson Scott Card's Sick, daughter dude. on my wall. I look at it, I touch it from time to time and I'm like. It's your bookmark for Ender's Game. <laughs> it should be, honestly. Should be. But yeah, so Orson Scott Card, author of Ender's Game, they, they published a short story of mine called My Father's Life Furnished in Stars. And it's sort of about a, a time traveler who comes back in time to try and save his dying father who's dying of cancer. And then uh, the conversation, this long conversation and like rumination on life that they have while I mix it. You know, it's not just like people right. sitting around being sad. There's lots of it's not dinner with stuff. Maury or whatever the fuck that really boring <laughs> piece of shit is. D- dinner with Andre. Dinner with Andre. That's yeah, yeah. one. That which Tuesdays we, with Maury. Which we should which watch for the show. By the way, we should do Dude, dinner that is with a Andre. Slog man. Kevin Smith's top five favorite films. It's a slog. Man. <laughs> He's a dialogue hound though. So oh, that's true. We'll, we'll, yeah, he didn't move his camera until his third movie. So <laughs> <laughs> everything. On on sticks all the time forever. Yeah, exactly. So, all right, that's enough about me and my writing and all that stuff. But um, yes, please do keep me in mind. I'm going to be way obviously since I don't have any other stuff right. going on. I'm going to be way better about the blog. So our website, cool. yeah. our website, quillenfilmproductions.com, the blog will be updated really regularly, and Rock you're on. gonna have some blogs. I might stuff have on a little there. bloggy dudes on there. <laughs> Carl, I'm dude. I'm so excited <laughs> to see like that stuff start happening, dude. I I'm, know. I know. I can't. I've never been more excited for a fucking show to be over than Tommy. <laughs> Go see and it. I love the, go, go see it. <laughs> I can't wait to be out of this piece of shit. <laughs> Actually, the show is great. Yeah. I just I don't want to be doing theater anymore. So. Yeah, I've seen some stills and it does look amazing. And based on the wackadoo movie we saw. <laughs> <laughs> do wackadoo wackadoo. It's gonna be nuts. All right. It's a clusterfuck of holy shit. Is so, what it is. <laughs> it's gonna be great. Um and we'll get we'll throw the dates out maybe yeah. when we, we don't have to. We it's probably fine. won't. This will drop after it will yeah, yeah this so episode's way after thank that. you for going to see time we hope you enjoyed it yes <laughs> like we both did so yeah, much i'm so glad it's over <laughs> wow way to go you're finally done with it Free! um so listeners thank you so much for indulging me i just wanted to talk with i dig it man i think it, yeah you know every once in a while on the show because the, the listeners that we want on the show anyway give a shit about us as That's people true. it's not just our content it's you know us. it's us <laughs> Because we are one big measuring flicks family. Your ears, our mouths, and 
my asshole. I don't know. <laughs> I was like, I could interject, <laughs> but I'm gonna one. let I'm gonna give him and feed him some more rope oh, and God. see how high he hangs himself. I could only get it wrapped around my neck twice. <laughs> it doesn't quite come as tight as I'd like. All I can right. still breathe. So let's uh, What the fuck are we talking you about? You wanna chitter about some flixers? I do. Here I wanna go. talk about this movie. Today we are talking about 1958's the 46-year-old teenage caveman. No, I'm kidding. It's oh, just called... Robert Vaughn is like it's called, easily in the 40s in this movie, though. I love that. Okay, it's called Teenage Caveman. Yes. Directed by Roger Corman. Teenagers are so much older back in the Stone Yeah, age. they used to make teenagers a lot they were older. Like, your, like your time worked years, differently. Your teenage years <laughs> were from 13... To 4018. Yep. <laughs> dude, Robert Vaughn's got that's, like great. That's hair. why now 40 is the new 20. Because of caveman aging. Right. Yeah. This is 40 we is the new 60. Compensate for caveman aging. How much did you love seeing like like 40 something almost on AARP Robert Vaughn being like I don't I'm know. Robert Vaughn. <laughs> yeah, and and some of the cavemen are like River over there, and then Robert Vaughn's like, no. "I've had it up to here with the man. Never trust anyone over 50. Actually, he was always very like calm and like, "No, I don't understand why that would be a thing." I was, I'm talking I should about go- particularly the scene where oh. he's riling up the rest of the teenage thirty somethings. That's right. The rabble rousers. <laughs> They're all in their fifties. They're all shit. sitting around playing shuffleboard. Well, I don't he's... know if I've got the knees for an adventure. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wade through that swamp. It'll it's conflict all, with my medication. It's all icky. <laughs> I always get. I don't like it when I'm wet. Uh, it, across the river, is it damp there? Because my arthritis always kicks up when well, it's my damp. My hip tells me there's gonna be a storm night about two. <laughs> I'm Can not, we be here as long as I'm home by supper? I'm not going on a hunting exposition, Robert Vaughn. I had they're doing <laughs> hunting exposition. Exp- <laughs> we're having boiled peaches at the clan tonight. I'm staying there. By the way, they we're inventing bowling later. <laughs> <laughs> and then that yeah, the the youngest of them who's like thirty nine, let's say, <laughs> not quite forty. <laughs> bowling that sounds dangerous. <laughs> Why don't we just do our taxes and watch <laughs> right. Golden Girls? Who <laughs> uh, those young ladies? Oh, that that said, this will yeah. come as no surprise. All of the women are probably like eighteen in a day. Yeah, one girl's well, probably the one. in her late twenties. Uh, yeah. But yeah, this is nothing new. This no, this is, is nothing new for James the Corman. Bond, James Bond with a walker and the oh, Bond God. girls are they have to legally show their ID on film exactly. to appear in the movie. All right, so let's get well. Starring Robert Vaughn, Jonathan Hayes, who's actually in the next movie we're going to talk about today right. as well. I love watching this Dude, guy. Dude, he pop pops up, up stuff. all the time. It's like and I was so happy seeing him this morning. He's in the quickly terror. becoming like a Brian Cox to me, or or I forget the dude's name, but that guy who was in when we did the black exploitation mm-hmm. movies in season one. That the the weird oh that guy the yes. weird like crappy cop. Who would pop up in every like, single movie? I mean, th- yeah, this guy is is like everywhere. Yeah. I made a note on it in the terror, but I love, I love those players. The cast of players that Roger the Corman uses. Movie glue, man. It's fucking amazing, man. Yeah, and he, sh- you're right, because we've been doing a lot of Roger Corman, and Jonathan Hayes has showed up in. And I think almost all of them. Yeah, he's in like everything. He's like a lucky charm. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like Jack Nicholson. Jack Nicholson shows up in a lot yeah. of these as well. 
Um, and then of course Arkoff as a as a producer. I think Arkoff's been a producer on every on every movie single one watched yeah. so far. And James H Nicholson, who is not Jack Nicholson, I looked it up. Gotcha. Also starring Leslie Bradley and uh, blah 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 etc. And there's another a, host of people. There's a really big cast in this, but I was there like, are. this movie is an hour long. Did you it's see the runtime? An hour and twelve. I hour think. and eight. Is it hour eight? The Holy movie's f- an hour and eight. Well, it feels like an episode, a long episode of the Twilight Zone, which it does. Which Corman's the, ex, the yeah. man with extra eyes does too, in a good way. Yes, okay. in the best way possible. I was. I'll be. I'm going to be up front. I'm going to put this on front street. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I was mm-hmm. expecting to be talking like shit about this movie the whole time. I don't know that I am going to be talking shit I about it. I kind of like it. Yeah. Actually, I'm a, actually a fan of it and some of the the dumbest worst parts of it are what makes it so charming. Yes. Am I For instance, no, you're right because Wait, before no. we go anywhere, yes. I wanted to ask you about about the 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 aspect ratio. Mm-hmm. Did you was when you watched it, was the teenage caveman cut off? Did it seem like it was zoomed in from Yeah, it okay. seemed a bit like Pan and scan. Look, okay, good, good, good. Because when I was watching it, I and thought my, my it was my television crops movies in this aspect ratio into just a square in the center of my TV. Mine, mine, which is weird. Mine kind of filled it out, and I was wondering, like, but I've watched lots of stuff on this yeah. DVD player, and I've never had trouble with it. But there were shots in here where there would be like an image of like a pineapple, and then on like the left <laughs> side of the screen, you're looking like, at the middle of the thing it instead was, of the. Yeah, yeah. It was like a guy's nose, and then the chin in the upper corner, and they're talking to each other. And I'm like, I'm pretty. And you're sure. looking at the tree in the center of yeah. the frame. Like, I'm like, I'm fairly positive what? this is not how this, this was how, shot. Yeah. <laughs> They're not even in frame, so it, it it's looks. It's like vehicle. It's like car shots in some of those old movies where you only get like the two thirds of the left face and two oh, yeah, th- yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Where like it's, you're look, just looking at the back seat because they cut the it whole thing like weird. They z- yeah. Like they zoomed it in, and I I couldn't. I I fiddled with the all of the um, settings on yeah. everything. And I couldn't get it. So the transfer is actually like kind of it's weird. In. Okay. Yeah. So it's framed a little screwy. All well, because right. they, they didn't spend any, I don't think they spent any, any money, money on at all. anything. The budget for this and the Viking it's women. It's like $75,000 or something on this one. Oh, I don't know. I didn't look it up. I meant yeah. the budget for the DVD release, which I think was oh, $75. For the, yeah, that was $75 <laughs> for the DVD release. Um, but dude, this was, uh, yeah. What did you think of the paper mache intro where they're doing? <laughs> oh, the. okay. Well, I like it. I because did, I did too. It's because it's charming as fuck, dude. The, the <laughs> did like when they were like in the beginning. I'm like, are we? Really, I love the voiceovers. I mean, like we've had a go. lot of voiceover in these Corman movies. Just FYI, <laughs> it's a good. Let way me to, catch you up where we are, person. Well, I love that the, in the first one it was like in the age of the Vikings, and I was right. like, oh, I love a good voiceover. In this one, it's like in the beginning of time, and you're like, we're going that <laughs> far back, far ways back, sir. Did and I, I wanted to ask you. Is that supernova like North Star? Is that God? Did they put I, it, straight up put God in the I opening two like seconds. I feel like it's a movie? little bit like you know that Jimmy Stewart Christmas movie where they send the angel down to like save George Bailey. <laughs> <laughs> kind of felt like that a little bit. By the way, those credits. Part of it must be the zoomed in like it has janky nature of the transfer, but those credits are fucked, dude. <laughs> <laughs> like they're showing. There's a there's a bit where they'll. They'll like show you like three names and hold on it for like 22 minutes and then they cut to there's that one where they cut to like all those names and they scroll through. Oh, super fast. They scroll through so fast. I was like, there's whoa, I couldn't. No one read a single name because it's like, you know, produced by John Smith and Amy Smith. And then it's like. 
also featuring these 25 people. And then you're, it like cuts <laughs> away real and directed fast. by Roger Corman. Yeah, but um, shit. did you catch... Dude, I couldn't help it. I, I wrote down the 46-year-old teenage caveman starring... Beach Dickerson. Did you see? There is a cat. There's a cast member in here named Oh Beach, Beach Dickers- Dickerson. Yes, I didn't write it down, but I was like, <laughs> I was so charmed. I was like, I don't care how bad this movie is. It's got Beach Dickerson. Beach in Dickerson it. is in it. I don't. I don't care. This is the best thing. Where is Beach Dickerson? <laughs> I want to know who Beach Dickerson played and what he's doing now. What? Probably Where is dead. Beach now? He probably is because he was ground. 87 when this movie was filmed. Right. <laughs> the 80. He's he's like he's 140. I'm gonna go skateboarding. <laughs> Pogo sticks. All right. I ran over a note of yours like ages ago. What oh, were you gonna say? I don't remember. Oh, so yeah. Talking about the the worst parts of the movie being really charming. Yes. So for for example, the the order of of invention, like the they invented fire. Oh, the keepers of the gifts weapons, of the gods, and then brill cream. Brill cream was the third invention. Because <laughs> everyone is Everyone greased. has fucking greasy pompadours, man. <laughs> I'm like, oh. well, I, dude, I, I honestly think they had them do their own hair and makeup. Because some of so. the cavemen are like kind of jacked looking where the hair's real weird. But then you got Robert Vaughn with his 1960s doo-wop. And it's like... Right, he's just like, you know, he's slicking it back like, with I a comb. I got this, yeah. <laughs> I'm on day three of this particular batch. Dude, We're fine. So you're you're totally like yeah. some of them have that kind of scruffy look. The other thing, like beatnicky, they look like beatniks. They look, yeah, everyone looks that a are little, wearing uh like. You ever dirty. you ever you ever go to like uh, a bathroom, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, oh, and they got the fuzzy the, the fuzzy, fuzzy foot floor thing. That's what some of them are actually. Some wearing of them are wearing bath mats. Bath mats. Yes. <laughs> Like the shag the main leader mat. dude is just he's wearing a shaggy bath mat. He rocks a bath mat. That guy looks. So Ain't nobody rock a bath mat like Captain George, whatever his fucking name is. We are not. Sometimes we are, Seas. but we, <laughs> no, we're not. We are not. We're not. You know, body shamey here. No, on ma- measuring no. Flicks, except for sometimes when we are a little. Except for when people are wearing bath mats. No, dude. Some of these cavemen. Are they look like they like just got They're done e- eating like a good meal with Marlon Brando? Yeah. But then some of these dudes are cut like fucking. Yeah. There's not a whole lot of like in between either. Either <laughs> no, you're made of Play-Doh. No, no one looks normal. No, there isn't. There's, <laughs> there's such. A, <laughs> it's like one or the other. Half the tribe is like they've been doing the Atlas Man thing from the back yes. of the comic books for like years, and they are cut. Dude, there's one dude in here who looks like he could do a thousand pull-ups. He's so jacked. His ribs have abs. <laughs> the and rest then, of them only eat mashed potatoes. The rest of them do look like they've been on like a mashed potato diet <laughs> like, for their whole lives. Mashed potatoes are delicious. <laughs> Dude, and there's no Can one's second bucket. No one's fat, but like they no, just have that like doughy. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. And They're it's doughy. The, usually the di- and the, they they, they the subscribe to guy. the Carl Hartley regiment of diet and exercise. <laughs> Or the the currently unemployed Max Peterson, right, right. where it's just you know I was. I'm gonna have a bowl of cream. Right. <laughs> What's in the fridge? Uh, what we got in the fridge? We got a stick of butter. Mm-hmm. That's it. Okay, right. butter it is. We got butter dinner. This is good salted <laughs> kind. Of. If you put if you put some wood in it, it's like a popsicle. You can right. fool yourself. You stick a toothpick into a stick yep. of butter. Hit it with some Hungarian paprika. That's a pop. That's if you a, if you have any left in your poor pantry. I do. I got a little. I got a, a little sprinkle. I got a. Yeah. Ooh. Now do I snort the paprika yeah, or do I put thinking. it on the butter? Uh, 
Okay, now my paprika butter. Look, mm. I love the bath mat. The, the bath mats that everyone's wearing. It was like we talked about it on Tommy the special episode. Mm. It's like I think this is probably true with a lot of Corman pictures. Like, all right, we don't have a costume around this gig. This is the idea. Bring what you have. Bring what you got. Bring what like, you got. I'm gonna bath. Like, who doesn't have a bath mat? We've all got bath yeah. mats, Carl. I mean, I don't. I put <laughs> hand towel on the floor. Right. That's still true. You've seen it. No, I've seen it. <laughs> um, yeah, my f- here's where I knew that costumes this- by the cast. Not even the costumes. This is when I knew that this movie was going to be among my favorites. When he's like, "Where's my son?" and they're like, "He's over by the river, but not quite past it. But he's by it. He's by it." Mm. And then so that and the Grand High Poobah, the leader of the tribe, is like that. Youngster, I'll tell you, he did he wait? Did he take his Metamucil and his and his uh, right. arthritis medication today? He didn't take those either. What oh, a rebel! He's gonna be in so much pain what later. What a rebel! You know how his hip bothers him though. When it, <laughs> you know, so he goes out and here's Robert Vaughn leaning, cash with his sweet sideburns, yep. and his killer pompadour, oh, and his loincloth. Listening to some great tunes on the jukebox. Leaning his face against a spear. I was like, that's That's sharp. Mm -hmm. Don't do that. That is the business end of a spear. So the whole thing about... The the whole like premise of the film is they live in in this like really kind of crappy environment where there's There's no food. mm -hmm. There's very few animals to hunt. Right. It's just shitty. And for whatever reason, they believe... Even though there's a sh- food shortage, they also believe that you have to kill animals to keep the fires lit. Yeah, or you something. have to burn the animals to keep the fires going. Something like that. Because there's no wood. Or maybe it's just hunting. Now, look, we think this movie's a little convoluted. We're going to talk about a movie next week that could not possibly be more convoluted. Oh, fuck. So this movie shit. seems very. Straightforward. Oh, this is ABC <laughs> shit right here. <laughs> so he, basically, Robert Vaughn is chilling out there. His I can't remember his actual name. It's like Caveman. Cave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cave boy. So teenage. Cave boy. Palm cave. Cave aid. <laughs> so anyway, he's out just chilling by the tree, and his dad comes up. He's like, "What are you doing? You know it's forbidden to go across the river because." Yes. The law says so. Now, the law and the word are big things. The word is like their religion, yep. and the law is like the rules of their tribe. Which is pretty much like, just don't go near there. Yeah, don't go near there. Don't go across the river. Across the river is the god, the, the dark god who gives death with a touch. You're not allowed to go to grandma's house. Oh, you don't go over the river and through the woods. Exactly. And Robert Vaughn's like, yeah, but uh, over the river. Cookies. And th- it, it literally is like that though, because yep. he's he points and he's like, "There's lush, so, dude. Yeah, there's, you can see, you can see from here. There's so yeah. There's like roving. You don't even have to squint. Like buffalo herds bombing right. around. There's it's a big sign that says eat at Joe's. It's flashing like yeah. It's really <laughs> appealing. You want? He's like, why don't we go across the river? This is dumb. But the word and the law say, dude. The scene when Robert Vaughn is like, he points and he's like, there are. Strange giant animals that we can eat. We cut to uh, the best three seconds of film ever like shot. Period ever, dude. It's stegos. It's miniature stegosaurus plates and a horn, hot glued to a real lizard. Yes, that they just runs through a miniature yes. set. They built a miniature set of a cro- of a across yes. the river, and what they decided to populate this with is 
miniature elephants that are all totally stationary because they're little. They are they're little like they're play plastic toys. toys. Yeah. They're like children's plastic and they put elephants. An iguana with fucking with stegosaurus with steg- plates glued yes. to it and a horn on its head. Which, by the way, there's no horn on a stegosaurus. Well, how do you know? Because I looked it up. There's mm. no horn on a stegosaurus. There could be. Well, we'll talk about it at the end of the movie. Yes. They. Th- this movie sucks logically until the last 15 Dude. seconds when it brings everything home. I yeah, couldn't M- believe what I was seeing. M. Night Shyamalan is like, I didn't see that coming. Right. This movie is way more twisty at the yeah. end than any M. Night Shyamalan. It's the village. Anyways. Oh my God, Carl. <laughs> top top note. Top note. Page two. Are we going to get the village? Yep. <laughs> it literally is the village. You're yeah. not wrong. Yeah, yeah. But so... <laughs> there's there's like a tiny rock and fake I want to set the scene for people. I uh, know, please because it's amazing. And it's like f- fake plastic elephants. Bird it's like a terrarium out, but done shittily. It is totally that. It's a kid's terrarium. Did you notice that one of the elephants has a popsicle stick <laughs> on like bridging and it's it? yeah. moving. There's a guy like wiggling hey. one of the It's like this looks fake. We need some movement. So we people need some movement. We <laughs> need to sell this. We need to sell it to our <laughs> audience. <laughs> It literally is just a guy like, well, I'm a wolf. I'm a wolf. He's just wiggle. I I can't imagine like the the, like least committed wiggle you've ever seen. This is Frank Oz's first gig. He's like, I can do this so much better. I think it's I I bird thought I thought it was a popsicle stick like on a leg. Just a wedge of bird thought it was a a fishing line, and he's like pulling it really slowly because it's like kind of doing that weird jittery, the stuttery thing where like probably fishing line because you're pulling the thing and it's the top heavy, and he's trying to not make it fall over on the weird. Terrarium oh fish gravel that they have. We're gonna make so many movies, dude. <laughs> if this counts, Carl, we could <laughs> we could make we could make twenty by next week, dude. I mean, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm hoping. So there's also a painted We're backdrop. Make all of our shit have cardboard and popsicle sticks. <laughs> I will do that with you. I know. We will do miniatures. We'll have Trinity. We'll just put like like a lion's mane on her, and we'll do a, like a caveman thing, and she's the lion. Oh my god. <laughs> so the lizard. It, they didn't even pick like a lizard that walks normal. It's one no. of those ones where the legs go 360. Yeah, the, so one like, of the whippy doos. Yeah. So it's like a stegosaurus with whippy doo arms. Like, <laughs> and it climbs over a rock as only a lizard would. I'm yes. watching it. I paused it. I watched that three seconds of film maybe 15 times. I got Bird in from another room. I'm like, Bird! Bird, there's stegosaurus plates on a lizard! <laughs> She's like, what? He got glued, the, got glued shit on an animal! Dude. He could do that! This is not. Back then? Uh, there's some for real animal cruelty. Oh, dude, in this. There, there's we'll a cockfight essentially amongst two lizards. There's a scene in here that's a little uncomfortable. It definitely took me by surprise. Yeah. Where I was like, "Oh shit!" At first, we'll get to it. But yeah, I but, thought it was maybe puppetry going on, but dude, like, that, no, it's that, two lizards fighting. That first stegosaurus. Ba- it's a crocodile. A baby croc. Yeah, it's a crocodile and a gila, uh, gila monster. Gila monster. Gila, gila monster. Gila monster. Gila monster. It's like helium. The 50-foot Gila monster, yes. which we, I think, are going to watch <gasps> yes. this year. Yes, <laughs> oh my god. But, uh, dude, so that that first lizard is so charming, and it's so budget. It's yes. so, like, okay, guys, we, uh, so Roger Corman gave us $409 <laughs> to make this movie, and we spent $400 on bath mats. We got nine, nine bucks, bucks left. left. And they're like, let's buy a kid set of, like, elephants. I actually don't even buy, it's like, my kid... He's got built some, a terrarium. It looks great. I think it's film ready. It's he built a terrarium of Africa, and they're like, let's make a dinosaur lizard. <laughs> so they glue like some playing cards to its back. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> See the ace of spades. 
Uh, guys, if you could track this, this is part. This is the second film on a double feature: Viking Women in the Sea. I'm buying it, the first dude. One, and this is the second one. I highly recommend everyone pick it up. It's so cheap. It's like seven it's a bucks great on double Amazon. Feature too, man. This was a blast. Because it's only going to take you two and a half hours to get through both movies. But less, because the Viking Women. Oh, that's an hour, an hour twelve like or an something. Hour twelve, yeah. and oh this is an hour eight. These are like. You're coming in under. Uh, uh, under, under Endgame, under modern te- television. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, like this is shorter than almost anything you're seeing on Netflix now. Yep. Okay, so <laughs> remember when we were talking about um, uh, the Searchers and that dude's that dude's uh, uh, prop pistol goes off and surprises yeah. him. There's a scene like that really shortly hereafter when the remember the old the old white haired guy and he's announcing like what the symbol makers yes. are, which is dumb. Well, he announces them before they go into the cave every time. Yeah. Uh, I think it's a little overkill, don't we, you? Okay, we as the tribe know that these are the symbol makers. We get it. <laughs> yeah, he's like, the symbol makers were passed down from... And he's like, this this is worse than Catholic Church. We know. We <laughs> but that is it. the thing, though. There's that... Yeah. There's that bit of religion to it where they have to say the thing before they do the thing to appease the gods and like that right. whole thing. Yeah, it's because it, there's no written word. They are the, they are the written word. They are the symbol. Makers, it's very so. ritualistic. Yes. It's very um. It 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 is very like. And actually, that's part of the the plot. Is Robert Vaughn is like, why do we do things this way? Exactly. And this seems silly. Everyone's response is, we just we've always, always done have. it this way. Yeah. Which is like that's that's the the trope of these kinds of movies too. The like the well the breaking rebellion. from yeah, t- yeah. tradition is like just because our fathers 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 did it this way it doesn't mean I have to do it this way. This is such an interesting twist on this one, though. So one, he's forty-six year old teenager. Two, right? You're like, I think you guys don't understand what teenagers are. <laughs> <laughs> that could be it, too. And Robert Vaughn is the well, no, his love interest is the youngest person in this, and she is thirty if she's a day. Oh yeah. So well, she might be in her twenties, but seriously, there's not a teenager in sight. Here's why. You know why people always complain about this, where it's like we watched a high school movie, a high school movie, and they and all look like twenty or something. thirty. Here's why. It was like the third sleepover camp. You can't actually. You can't shoot with shoot teenagers. Certain, right. There's like weird rules that make it really difficult. You to can shoot, shoot for like three hours a day, four days a week. You have to have tutors on set During, if it's more than f- like five hours. It's a shoot, bunch of weird. You're not allowed shit. to shoot after. I think it's a like in modern rule. The, well, I don't know what the rules were back right. then, but in modern day, I don't think you can shoot past 11 p.m. Right. during a weeknight. Listen, this is this was a time where they could staple playing cards to heal well, monsters. <laughs> they're probably like they could have got, got a teenager for this. They could have got a couple teenagers for this. But I ran into that with Marlon. Yeah, I shot. I had shot a bunch of scenes. Uh, I, I love telling this story. Mariah likes when I tell it to you. So I worked with this girl, Mariah Rosado, excellent actress. Um, and she came and played Maggie, and we had shot a bunch of scenes, one of which was a nude scene where she's killed in a bathtub. And we were looking back through the dailies, and I was like, there, dude, your murder scene looks so great. Let's hit a bar. I'll buy you a drink. And she goes, right. I'm not old enough to drink. And I was like, mm-hmm. well, my brain immediately froze because like, I was like, I, sh- I filmed you naked. How old are you? Right. Should have checked that first. I was, I'm like, Fuck, because I, I knew she was in college, because right. she was a college student. I thought she was a sophomore, and I'm like, 
uh, she's a freshman, and I'm like, how old are you? Tell me immediately so like I can now. scrub the fucking hard drives. <laughs> right. And she's like, I'm 18. And I was like, show me your license. I'm not kidding. I need to see your driver's license. She was. She was 18. She'd been 18 for like. <laughs> so you should check that before. Yeah. Dude, well, I was working with. But yeah, I was you're working in with the, all college yeah. students, and I just hadn't. It hadn't occurred to me that some freshmen come in at 17. Right. Like I, that's fair. My I mean, freshman yeah. year, I was 17 for two months before I turned 18. I just, Jesus. dude, I was like, I'm like, what do you mean you can't drink? <laughs> Get out of my house! Right? I don't know you. I don't know drives, you. Yeah. I'm like torching the computer, but she's like, I'm 18. And I was, I showed me the Were license. You just doing defib on a. Shocking a computer. Yeah, she's like clear the hard drive of all this footage. But she'd been she'd been eighteen for like seven months or eight months at the time, and I was like, "Thank God." I'm like, "Why didn't you tell me that?" And she's like, "It didn't matter. I'm eighteen, so right. everything we did was fine." And I was like, "I yes, good point. Fair enough." But I when I found out she wasn't, I thought she was like twenty five. Jesus, because she's really mature and intelligent. Right. And then she's like, "No, I'm." I'm 18 in six hours, and I was like, "Oh <laughs> no!" But she, right. she was totally legal and fine, but there was there's you gotta when you're making films, you gotta know about teenage like shooting with teenagers. Yeah. If you shoot with someone there under laws 18, there, there are rules. Yeah. rules and laws, and for good reason. Yeah, definitely, because you don't want to be exploitative to children. That's right, right. But <laughs> like, be on your game, filmmakers. Don't seriously. I technically look into it. I didn't make a mistake, but I had a scary moment. Don't have a scary you moment. D- yeah, d- save yourself the gut check. Yeah, just check with everyone. Be like, let me just everyone driver's license. <laughs> we joked we about that on sleepaway camp. We did. Yeah. Slowly pans over their IDs. <laughs> Excellent. Everyone is 18 plus. Perfect. Well, the first, yeah, that first sleepaway camp when they're like. A little dicey. What was her name? The the Susan or whatever? Yeah. When they're like, you're like, ah, here comes all the 14 year olds off the bus. And then that one character has the line where he's like, check out Susan's tits. And you're like, <laughs> like no, no thank you. I'd rather not. Oh, look at my, oh, these walls could use paint. Pretty, pretty, look, pretty trees. Looking pretty around trees. your living room every time Susan's on screen. <laughs> God. Thank God they put her in a one piece bathing suit. Yeah, no kidding. You're just like this movie is trashy and tasteless. <laughs> um, but but that, we had a we had a moment similar to when that guy's uh, stunt pistol went off. When the when the old man lights the leader of the tribe's torch, and the guy brings gets, the torch over whoa. by his face, you can see him flinch away from it. Well, he. <laughs> I have the notes somewhere, but he do, he puts that fire right in that dude's face. He does, like, yeah. Fire here. Well, when the like Jesus, bro. Who is that old guy, by the way? Is he like the, the he's the keeper of, of the, the things? Law, yeah, the keeper of the word. Yeah, he's he seems, like the wise man or he seems whatever. Seems to be like the village, the old village wise man. But when he uh, when he so he lights the torch for yeah. Robert Vaughn's dad. Robert Vaughn's dad swings that torch like a couple inches from his face. Like, hey, buddy. And the old man, dude. Honestly, does not miss a line. No, he's there. Pro level yeah. actor. He's like, you can see him. He's like, and the symbol makers have always <laughs> had this. This uh, Jesus Christ, Robert gift Bond's one dead. is fire, gift two the wheel. The wheel must always turn. We skipped over that, but let's hit that really quick. As I pull my sweater off over my yeah. head, tell people what's Ro- really interesting. Robert Vaughn crouches down by these three old, but men. three old men, and he's questioning, you know, why we can't go across the river and. The old men are explaining like the gifts from the from the guy. First, we well, have the gift of well, he, fire. He asks the old, the first old man. I thought this was really. It's I also, thought I didn't like it, but I'd like it. Well, when we figure out the ending, this scene is Amazing. setting you up for the entire so thing. So much of this movie. Why do you build it so that it breaks? Because of the third 
gift that we were given. And they never say explicitly what it is. What was the third? It's being able to rebuild things. Right. Like, right. like something gets destroyed. Our gift is the, the ability to, to recreate and bounce back. But that first guy is like, why do you... Why do you make it so small when mm-hmm. tend this fire when you can gather it from all around? And right. he's like, because it is the first great it's the gift, first fire, the yeah. first gift to man from the gods fire. Right. Mm-hmm. And then this next dude spinning a big stone wheel like really slowly and he makes sure it never stops spinning. And he's like, why do you, why are you doing why that? Are you doing that? Why are you the, the stone that or the wheel that spins? And he goes, because it is the second gift to man mm-hmm. from the gods. And that's all they say yeah. pretty much until unless they're asked like explicitly. And then questions. he has a vague riddle about the third ones. Like, why are you why is it built to break? And he's like, because of the third gift that's that we were the given. Third, well, he says it's the third gift to man from the gods in the first great lesson. Yeah. Which, I, dude, like it's right there. This movie is bad yeah um, of course look this movie is bad it's not a good movie but this is a great movie <laughs> like this, it's so fucking crazy there's, man. Th- the dialogue is is bad yes it's most of the acting shot. is horrible the acting is bad not as bad as the movie we're about to talk about <sighs> but uh but like th- so watching this movie this and the next one in particular were great examples of why i like i, I talk about it all the time i'm like oh dude i love shitty movies i do no, this, these are Teenage Caveman is there's like weird little gem moments mm-hmm. in it, and the stuff, and then the ra- the bad stuff is so bad that it's hilarious. But like the pretty big bad bear suit, right? So oh, dude, I we'll talk about the bear. I loved the bear. No, it's fucking great. That bear looked that's, amazing. That's a pretty cool big bear suit. At one point, he does stand up and kind of fights like Mike Tyson for a second. He does put his dukes up a <laughs> dude, little that bit. That bear is like squared up for sure. Yeah. I'm like I. <laughs> You had me for a second. <laughs> um, <laughs> the black bear attack. Before we get there, do, can we go on like a weird little occult side sure, trip yeah. into the symbol makers? Okay, you ready, Carl? Yes. This is Max's esoteric hour. Like I always, I do from time to time. So there's actually a theory about cave paintings not being just like primitive cave art, but being part of a shamanistic tradition of sigils. They're emojis. Well, emojis in a weird way could maybe be a, like modern sigils, but I don't, I, that upsets me a lot. So yeah. <laughs> I'm going to not think about that ever again. <laughs> but, You're uh, welcome. Those, oh shit, Carl, our emojis are the sigils of our, mm-hmm. oh no. No, I know. There, There's that rabbit hole. Sorry. Well, back up, back it up, back it up. I'll be, I'll be going down that <laughs> hole later. So there's like this, there's this really interesting theory in, in basically magical, in, in esoteric history or in, in occult lore that the earliest cave paintings weren't like, we went on a hunt and here's what it looked like. Right. It's, we're going to go on a hunt and here, let us do this, this mojo. So if we, if we draw the animal with a bunch of spears in it, we will go out you're, and you're, put a bunch of spears in an animal. You are giving your intent to the... Yeah, putting right. your intent out into the universe. It's it's because you know there is very little line at that point in mm-hmm. history, and honestly, even now, there's very little line between magic and science. Yeah, absolutely. So back then, they're like, if we if we well, tr- science was always seen as magic until it was understood. Right. So. Uh, what well, they say, magic is simply science that we don't understand yet understand. Yet. Exactly. So like, oh no, there's a drought. So here's a big flood, and that will bring rain. 
or we're starving. Here is a, jo- a bunch here's of crops. A, a, yeah, or a, a mammoth. Yeah, here's the crops, or here's the mammoth with because this would kind of predate agriculture. It's mm-hmm. so like here's a mammoth with a bunch of arrows in it. Right. And then we go out and we'll shoot a bunch of arrows into a mammoth. And then when they had a successful hunt, they're like, oh, we did it with the cave wall. Right. That's the whole idea behind a sigil is you you implant a desire into a glyph, a two-dimensional representation. That puts it somewhere different in your brain too, doesn't it? Like when you it implants draw it in the thing in your subconscious, so you're is, constantly tracking it and, and which moving towards it, Gen- which is that Zen- fucking badass book. Jensen Chara. God damn it! Yeah, I'm going to read it. It's, it's, the only reason I have any is because I'm fucking afraid of it because I know that things will change. Yeah, it'll change It'll change your life. But I also know that it'll be... <laughs> I'm not entirely sure what you just said, but I think it was positive. Yeah, it was. <laughs> so. It was just me murmuring because... <laughs> But so the idea of the cave painting as a two-dimensional microcosm of three-dimensional objects in space, I thought was really cool yeah. because this shows that these these because this these symbol makers, this tribe is actually in a weird way very shamanistic, very magical. They have Yeah, well they have their well, they have their like their meteor, like this meteor mm-hmm. hit the ground. Don't touch it. Oh, well, it. yeah, we don't see that till the end. It's like, yeah, but they worship that, and and it's a very uh, yeah. They they have these these sacred items, and they have these sacred rituals that they do the same way every time. Man can't take a shit without a plan, like dude. Honestly, like the, they're like it. it bec- when why? Because it has always been right. so, and that's what kind of unravels. Wipe it is like <laughs> <laughs> right exactly. Um, so I thought that was really cool. Uh, the because this a lot of times you see cave paintings and stuff. Yeah. But this movie seems to hint at the fact that drawing the symbols has an effect on the external yeah. world because when he says. Um, when they, when he's, he goes, when Robert Vaughn goes in with his dad to draw some symbols, his dad's like, look, you keep talking about going past the river. You got to knock that shit off. Cause the tribe's going to freak out. And he goes, and why? there's some very serious he's, uh, circumstances he's like, or, or like, consequences. consequences. But he's like, there's, there's bad stuff across the river, man. Yeah. And he's, and Robert Vaughn's like, what? And he goes, the de- the God that brings death with his touch. He's like, have you ever seen it? And he goes, no, but the last symbol maker drew its shape for me. Mm-hmm. And he goes, show me. So his dad, we don't see it. We cut away from it and we watch Robert Vaughn's reaction, but his dad draws the God that brings death with a touch, but then it scribbles out the symbol because that symbol on the wall has consequences in the real world. That's sigil magic. You don't want to conjure the beast who can kill you with his touch. Yeah, they're doing straight up sigil magic. I dig that so much. I loved it as well. And I did like the pomp and circumstance with the whole like, the symbol makers, I will enter the cave, and then on their way out, the same sort of thing on the exunt. Here, like, here they are. They're out of the, the cave. The symbols now. have been made and laid down into the path of blah, blah, blah. Well, like, I say this all the time. Like I grew up Catholic, mm-hmm. um, and I will be gone for a week and a half up into the UP I'll, over Easter, and my grandma, I was talking to my grandma, I'm going to stay with her for part of it. And she's You're like, some Catholic in you. Yeah, she's like, I'm yep. going to drag you and your brother to church. And I was like, okay, right. I will, grandma. Okay, let's go to Easter Mass. It'll be fun. And But for real, though, one of the most impressive things you will ever see in your life is Christmas Eve Mass in a big Catholic church. Yeah, it's kind of it's intimidating actually. It's very heavy. Like dude, yeah. Easter Easter Mass, any of those big holidays. Look, I highly recommend it even if you're not Catholic. Just go see those rituals. So the National Cathedral in DC, my sister used to be the director of music for the National Cathedral. Cool. Yeah, it was pretty sweet. And uh, there was a Christmas Eve where I went and visited her in DC and went to the Christmas Eve Mass National Cathedral. You want to talk like it's an out of body fucking experience and I'm not a religious person or a church goer mm-hmm. but there was like 
there was no way to not feel some sort of weird. I mean, just your whole body is vibrating with that much. It's transformative. It's tra- yeah, it really it's crazy, is. Again, I'm not. Man. I'm not Catholic. Like, I grew yeah. up Catholic, but I. I didn't like turn the page and become like a God fearing <laughs> Christian sure. or nothing. But, but no, you. I. I look. Even as you know, I'm not in any way like monotheistic, monotheistically right. religious. But dude, when you are at a uh, like Catholic Christmas Eve mass, you are. Completely out of touch with yourself if you don't feel something. Yeah, you're like there's a there's an energy. Deal. At least a little hum, something. Yeah, so it's it's you, the tuning fork has got a. Just, just a it's powerful. Bit. There's yeah. real powerful to pomp and circumstance. There, you know, there's there's a there's weight to it, man. Yeah, like court, watching a coronation ceremony, you're like, this is dumb. Why don't you just like put him in the chair because he's the king now? But something about that ritual cements yep. it in everyone's deep mind. You know, they talk about the God because other. I mean, otherwise it wouldn't be special, right? If you just ah, you king now, right? Congrats, cheers, right? Without all of the like, right. Okay, look, this guy's gonna be king, so we have to get the special gold stick with yep. the crown on the top of it, and we're gonna touch certain parts of his. Because then it matters, right? Because everyone has seen. It's that it's that it's the ceremony, dude. It's mm-hmm. the the coming of age ceremony. Like yep. if you were just one day you're 15 and the next day you're 16, who gives a shit? Right. But when it's like you're turning 16 now, let's light a bunch of candles yep. and it's that's what birthday parties are, man. Otherwise, your oh, birthday absolutely. like your birthday kind of doesn't matter. You're just getting older, but it, it becomes to matter because of the ceremony surrounding. Absolutely. It. And the reason we're talking about all this is because the movie's kind of dumb. <laughs> so we have to bring There isn't a lot there isn't. to it I mean, <laughs> really Don't go isn't. across the river He goes across the river <laughs> Don't go back across the river again what? He goes across the river again Hey, Several times It's the future Like it's Yeah that's, so, the, that's whole the movie, movie. <laughs> By the way spoilers This is the in taking place in present time Post nuclear <laughs> holocaust <laughs> They're right They're just They're one beach away from Charlton Heston Finding the Get We need to stop doing the show girl we, Shit. my note for that. You can hear him screaming in the background. My note you for that. It. Yeah, he's you on a he's on a beach. Right. He's on a a hundred yards away. When that guy comes around the corner on the horse, I'm like, hey, look, it's Charles. It's a, no, I said the same thing. <laughs> oh my god, it's Taylor. I've been riding for days. <laughs> this is what happened to him between, like, lose, like when he the, he went to the cave that disappeared. This is before he found the future human mutant well, things. Well, he doesn't get stabbed to death by a spear. Oh, or bonked by a spear. That was so awesome. I know. I'm like, how are you guys still alive if that's how you throw spears? That is, and it didn't even stick in him. It just killed him by bonking him. Like, well, no, the guy, the the bad guy. Oh well, he eventually he stakes him on yeah. the ground. But I think that dude came in kind of weakened from hunger. Oh, and he didn't shit. look good. He looked pretty rough. Um, let's get to him. Uh, no, I don't want to get to him yet. Why is my notes say my Carl notes are fun? We have a yeah. Caveman stories were huge. Oh yeah. So the funny thing about this movie, and many like it, that have come before in this era, caveman stories like were huge back in the day. Man, you had like certain genres of film that you had the giant monster movie and you had like the caveman story and you had like time traveler and shit right and even the first the very first pilot episode of doctor who was a caveman story and it was like right around this time that the the very very first i i watched it on netflix yeah Yeah. it's like what the fuck there's, this genre was there such was a, a fascination of, with ancient cultures. Yeah. I think some of it had to do with so this is 58. Yeah. So in the 50s is kind of when a lot of 
I mean, Egyptology is before this. We learned, right. you know, like we learned a lot during like the I think 30s and 40s. I'm mm-hmm. not sure when they opened King the Tut's occult tomb, and all that shit. Yeah, but yeah, but there's there's a lot of I think there's a, there was a lot of discoveries coming to light about that. And again, I'm talking completely out of my ass, so I'm right. not positive. But but it was you're a, right. It's like where to understand where we're going, you want to understand where we came from, and it's the same sort of science fiction. The the far future that we haven't explored yet, right. and our far far past, we have no history books to inform us. Right, because nothing's really recorded. Right, exactly. Um, It's the ancient mysteries. It's the the ancient aliens. Let's put a pin in this bit until the end because I'm not kidding. Right. The last 15 seconds of this movie. Blew my eggplant wide open, dude, dude, actually. they throw so many. They drop so many. You know how you're not supposed to introduce new characters in Act 3? They introduce like 100,000 concepts in (laughs) In less than 10 10 seconds. seconds. Unbelievable. Like They're like, and here, sit and think about this and this and this and this. We're out. We're out. And because we front loaded the credits, you don't even have a credit reel to like ponder. No, it goes like, the the end, end. black. And you're like, and then one of your eyes, what? like one of your pupils, blows out, and you're just. <laughs> All right, I'm sorry. Let's. I'm the coffee's hitting me now. No, I got so my you. My brain is. Sorry, <laughs> but let's go back because before we get to the fun stuff, I do want us to sit with some pretty intense animal cruelty that happens. So here's what happens. <sighs> they go. He. It's upsetting, dude. Yeah, Robert Vaughn gets a bunch of. 30 somethings <laughs> amped up about how the old people are holding us they back. bandage up their knees and they go on a fucking <laughs> yeah. journey. Every, everyone gets the knee braces on. Yeah. <laughs> they all look like Stone Cold when he came back for his from his third for one yeah. fight only. He's got he has braces on his braces for his knees. Yeah, man. There so these guys all get out there. The one guy's got his like allergy bracelet on, you know. <laughs> right. His life alert. His life alert. They're like, all right, I'm I'm just going to keep this close in case we see any. I can't do any hills. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Are those mold spores? Because I, I don't have my rescue inhaler. Like, come on, these aren't teenagers. But anyway, no. they, they go across the river. Do you think the audience gets that they're old? I, maybe. Listener, do you understand, do you understand that, that these, these, people these are teenagers not? are not teenagers and that they're actually older? <laughs> And we're being really mean because probably being... they're mostly in their twenties, but yeah. <laughs> they look kind of rough. They look kind of rugged here and there. But so they they cross the river, and they because they're going hunting. Almost immediately, a guy falls into some quicksand and dies. And a Robert, puddle, the puddle sand. The puddle sand. Yeah, yeah. he steps into a, a puddle. Oh, a puddle! Well, I love it's the lightning. Earth. I love that he immediately goes up to like his, his chest nipples, yes. and then stops there for five minutes. Enough time to struggle himself further he, into the puddle. He gets a spear and he's like, "Oh, this this spear!" And they're like, "Well, pull on it." He's like, "No, I have no. horrible grip strength. Hey, you knew that going in, Jim. Jim, the script says I drown, so I can't. I can't actually pull on it. Oh, right, 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 right. Do you think they'll cut this out of the movie? Yeah, probably. Probably. Oh, no, I left the spear go. <laughs> Robert Vaughn, I'll save you. He throws a vine down and he goes, I have the vine, but I have no strength in my anything. I <laughs> died drowning. To be honest, he just gave up. He didn't want to live anyways. No, that dude. He's like, oh, my moment to die. Well, he jumped into the 
Well, he flat out jumped into he the puddle. He straight jumped into the puddle. Hey, look, puddle. He's like, I love splashing in these. <laughs> Splashy, splooshy, splashy. Ooh, Ooh, this is pretty deep. <laughs> uh, this is a lot deeper than I expected. <laughs> it does. And it's made of mud. So he dies in Robert Vaughn. We, By the way, we've gotten set up at this point by the most evil, fucking awful, black bearded. Oh, ki- dude, the captain, kill shouty, crazy, kill crazy pants. Kill crazy conservative shouty Hey, man. look, it's a deer. Fucking kill it. It doesn't belong to the. Dude, oh, jeez. Okay. He literally has a line where he goes, we must kill it. Kill, kill, kill. And you're like, he... We must kill what we don't understand. That person yeah. should not have any power in the tribe. Are we all in agreement on this? Right. <laughs> like, He's an actual politician. Uh, I We'll get to that note when we get there. But he has basically gone to the old wheel spinning fire keeping guys. And he's yes. like... What does the law say about people who break the law, like going across the river with a bunch of 30-somethings? Where do we kill them? He goes, well, we don't talk to them for a long time. Until they turn to manhood or whatever. And he goes, but what if something happens and it brings evil to the tribe? And then they go, death. So he's like, right on. Hey, Robert Vaughn, feel free. Go ahead, buddy. This yeah. guy, what he, he's, he's a it's a power grab. He wants Robert Vaughn and Robert Vaughn's dad dead so he can take so he can the leave tribe. the yeah. So Robert Vaughn has now immediately killed a member of the tribe across the river. So we know he's fucked. That's like, it. Uh, like ten seconds into the journey, that's bad. Right when this is gonna be bad. Yeah, th- when he gets home, <sighs> there will be some issues. Well, what what if they could? We only had five with there were six. Who's the sixth guy? We didn't we didn't bring six. Steve. We brought five. Hey, Steven. has anyone seen Steve? By the way, we were gonna bring him, but he didn't want to go. Yeah, we were waiting for him. We waited an extra we waited. five ten minutes. He never yeah, we showed hung up. Around, we thought yeah. maybe he was getting some Benadryl. And, you know, you know him and his, his his moss allergies. <laughs> Anytime he touches anything green, he just, just breaks blows out. up. It's insane. We told him, but, not. Uh, but anyway, but no, Steve, he's still he's seen. haven't so seen weird. him. Maybe did he go? Did he? Oh, was he following? Did he try and follow us? Silly goose. We'll see if he turns back up. <laughs> Just you lie your way it? out of it. Did think they bought it? I think they bought it. We can it. still hear you. But did you guys buy the more seeds for the agriculture? They hadn't, they hadn't invented lying yet. No, they're like, yes, we did bring Steve. He's dead. <laughs> <laughs> There's got to be a way around this truth thing. Okay, this I keep getting hung up on the truth bit because it seems to just continually screw <laughs> us. It seems like a bad idea sometimes. I'm gonna try something different than the truth. Steve was with us and died on accident. That was still That's true. Still true though. Mm. I killed Steve. <laughs> I, that might have been worse. This is actually how are you making it worse? Actually, see, they're the right. Truth, 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 truth wins. Yep, lies only cause Make, trouble. Then you have to keep track Lying of the lies. Always, ma- truth, honesty is the best course. No. Yeah. Policy. Mm. Honesty is the best. Well, policy po- doesn't sound as like intense as law. <laughs> Because then you have to kill people. We're avoiding the animal cruelty. Here's we what are. happens. It's not. I mm. thought it was amazing until they. Until I realized that they were killing animals. Here's what happens. Well, two animals are fighting. I wrote this down. Dino Croc versus the 50 foot Gila monster. How amazing? Oh no, is the beginning. Yeah, of no, because exactly. I was. Dude, mm. a, a, a a Gila monster like crawls over a hill, like I'm flicking like, its yes. tongue, and they're stu- they're shooting it in a miniature. So you're like, it looks so big because it's a small and it's set. Awesome. It's so cool, and, and I'm then so happy. Here comes a crocodile in like you know in a the, suit. You know those <laughs> you know those little jackets that you or sweaters that you put on a dog that they hate. It's they totally what they gave him like a dog. A little sweater, baby alligator. A big fin 
on the yep. back. So it's a baby. It's a baby crocodile. Yep. It's a baby crocodile with a big fin on its back in a dog sweater, and it's crawling along, going like, "I'm a crocodile. I'm literally a dog." Yeah. Let's see what happens when we get these two in the ring. Shot in a miniature, and it looks so cool. And you're like, "This is amazing." I thought that the, those big dinosaurs were gonna come and attack our heroes. Yep. No. No, they attack each other. It's a fucking cockfight, dude, and it's disturbing as shit. It kind of is, but now I'm going to, I genuinely, I say like, this will be controversial. This actually might be a little controversial, but I do have a note on this. Look. It looks awesome, though. That was really fucked up because the crocodile like gets the oh he's got him he in the, gets in the, the Gila monster too. and they start rolling yeah because he's got him in the death turn yeah he's doing like the death yeah. rolls on the dirt and like dust is flying up and he's look man here's what happens a crocodile kills a Gila monster yep that's they filmed yeah. that fuck I, man I, I wrote this down okay that was mega fucked up and totally unethical. But it's also pretty rowdy looking. I know, dude. That's the same. I hate that I've it's like I whispered it a second ago. I was like, it looks pretty fucking good. Though. It does. Look, it, it's <sighs> screwy. I it's, wouldn't. I would never shoot a film like that. Absolutely not. It's not. Not it's, condoning it's it. It's totally not cool. It's not cool, but it looks kind of cool. But it exists. Right. Nothing. I no yeah, no moral outrage that I feel is gonna right. bring that Gila monster back. And the crocodile's long dead of old age, or maybe they shot it for some other movie. <laughs> it's like that's a really violent crocodile. Yeah, they're like, ooh, he killed that thing. We gotta kill. We that. thought they were just gonna bat each other around for we, a minute. Maybe a smackadoo or whatever. But ooh. no, he gets he gets it on the, the Gila he monster's neck. And yeah, he straight up killed it. I mean, there wasn't even the contest for for man. Now. Yeah. I there are two other movies that I can think of. There's a bunch, but from this time period where they were just like animals, throw them in a blender. Oh, fuck them, yeah. But there are two other movies that have some pretty fucked up animal cruelty in them. Cannibal Holocaust. Yeah. They basically kill a turtle on screen and eat it. Yep, it's a sea turtle too. It's really disturbing. It's very disturbing. And we will eventually. We've talked about it before. Yeah. We will eventually we'll watch Cannibal Holocaust for the show. But like, that's upsetting. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen Food of the Gods? No. Yeah. Okay. I didn't finish it. I made it halfway through. It's really fun because you have giant mice. Yeah. And they're like, ah, we're, or I think they're rats. It's like, here we are. We're giant fun. rats. Like and you're like, kind of you're shit. like, oh my yeah. God, it's giant rats as big as houses. Oh, those biggie, biggie, biggies. Yeah. But then our hero starts like shooting and you, what they do is they cut to him on shore and he's right. shooting and there's a bunch of rats. So his whole thing is like, we're going to blow the dam and the rats will drown and I'll shoot them and stuff. Mm. Basically, they just shoot a macro shot of a bunch of rats drowning in a bathtub is not what it looks fun. like. It's not. It's re- it's, it is one of the most disturbing things I've ever seen. And then when he, every time he shoots a rat, you can tell what they basically did is they just shot a rat with a twenty two and filmed it. Fuck, man. It's really fucked up. It's really, I'm like, it's. That's capital. N- I will gnarly. say right now, it's 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 sickening. Kind of makes me want to. I'm getting like acid reflux. Yeah, it's, about it. I know, and I I we have to bring it up. Can't because wait to see it for the show. Oh, that did that resonate a little? I don't yeah. I don't think we'll watch Food of the Gods for this because it's no. I, I I never I do. We not, won't watch Food of the Gods and we won't watch a Serbian film. How about that as like perfect. two movies that we don't see? Deal. All right, perfect. I will probably watch a Serbian film. With a guest host for one episode. No, that's fine. Okay. Do it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll get someone really gnarly on. Just, I, I, dude, I got a weird itch. It's that I looked s- it up. I don't. almost bought it on Blu-ray. Don't. What is wrong with I you? I don't know. It's hundred and twelve dollars. I've for been one telling day. you, <laughs> it's free on YouTube. Is I've it been, real? Oh, yeah, shit. I've been telling you for like years, Carl, not to don't. watch this. I know. I know. It's the worst thing you could do. Don't, don't watch the, it. Don't push that button. Oh, I gotta do it. Boop. Okay. I brought up those two really disturbing films with animal cruelty in them to say somehow, and look, this is the controversial bit. Somehow I have 
a little bit less of an issue with this mm-hmm. than watching humans. I know, I know that the humans, no, no, the humans yeah. put them in a ring and that they're responsible for the death. But this bothered me, but not as much as those other two movies. For fair some enough, reason, yeah. I'm just I'm reporting I'm reporting my reaction to it. No, this is fair enough. It looks really rowdy. It's fucked up and it's really visceral because you're watching you're watching death, dude. It's mm-hmm. death on screen and it's totally screwed up. But to Roger Corman's credit, it's shot really well and somehow it doesn't. It still maintains a little bit of that campiness too because it is shot in an eight-year-old's terrarium. Yeah, it's, like, and it's kind of goofy. But like again, like it's this is not a cool scene. It's kind of you watch right. it and you feel dirty at the end of it. Yeah. But I wanted to talk about it because it is it's no, because I mean it's hard not to sit and watch that and think about the the other times the you've other seen times this you've seen this happen. Yeah. Yeah. Like there, Bird always brings this up when we're talking about because everyone I watch a lot of old movies. Sometimes, sometimes stuff like this pops up all the time. Yeah, you see this from time to time. One of the things. That we always talk about is in Apocalypse Now. There's a scene in the end when they cut a bull's head off with mm-hmm. a machete. And that's an actual ritual. It's an actual, yeah. yeah, they just filmed a ritual. So it's an actual bull being decapitated. And for whatever reason, neither Bird nor I have any issue with that scene at all. I don't know what it is, but that scene doesn't bug us. It just doesn't. Mar- uh, yeah, how weird. I never even considered that. Like, right. You see that, and it's shocking because like, I've never seen it's, anything it's like really that before. Shocking, but it's yeah. not like, oh my god, that's weird. Um, yeah, so I don't know that. I thought that was Marlon Brando's face is shocking. Marlon Brando, everything about him in that movie is horrifying. Yes, very shocking. But when you see that bull die, like, it doesn't it doesn't hit any special buttons mm. for me? The rest of that scene's really screwy, but like the bull doesn't. Right. Mess Interesting with me that how much. that's. All right, so that's that. Just be aware if you're watching this movie, there is there is a pretty there's a pretty gnarly bit in here. So now we're moving past that. So. I'm just going to say this note because it's the first thing that my, my, my eyes went to. Uh-huh. Um, Is it the... Did the did the costume department drop a stack of monster note cards and not remember what movie or order they went in? Because what the <laughs> fuck is that thing? An owl bear peacock. Oh, the, the, the monster? The monster. The, 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 the god the, that brings the, death with his touch? Is literally like, because I had a, a, a thought in my mind, like notes, like my mom is a customer and she's always doing no fewer than like six shows at a time. Here. So she has her stack of Keep notes talking. that she's walking around with like, all right, so Tuesday I've got to make the bear costume for that. Wednesday I've got to do a Jedi thing. Thursday is going to be, oh my God, I just dropped all of my notes. Where did they go? Oh, I should have put numbers on them. One of five, two of five. I didn't. Right. I have no idea where these notes go. I'm so gonna- she made one costume. With everything. So I just, I brought over my copy of oh, Attack the, of the Killer Bees. I'm pretty sure that Oh my they, god, it's the Cookie Monster from Phantom from 10,000 Leagues. Which Bird and I watched, which and is terrible awesome. And they put the snoot from the Wasp Woman. Mm-hmm. And it's the teeth from the Killer Shrews. It do, doesn't And it it's look, the head of, oh my god. It they, looks kind of like the, the Phantom from 10,000 Leagues though, right? Well, of course they're reusing all this shit. And what year, you've got it in your hand, so what year is the giant Gila Monster? The giant Gila Monster column, is 1959. So... A year we, after. We know that it's not... Wow. So there's two Gila Monster movies two years apart. I was wondering. Hmm. I'm like, is that the same Gila Monster? But it's not because nah, this one that is That would have been dead. <laughs> like, or severely injured. D- yeah, like With like chronic neck pain. Forever. They got to juice that fucker up every time they shoot him. Poor dude. I know. Poor dude or booter. <laughs> I feel so Aww. bad. Now I feel bad. Um, but dude, I lo- you're right. When we first see the God that brings death to this touch, <laughs> like, What am I looking at? Like, I've, I have always, As my whole life... Beak? I've always wanted to make 
big eyelashes. Dumb rubber monster. Yeah. It looks like Sesame Street went on an acid trip. It's such a jumble of crap. And then made a costume (laughs) out of their own feces is what it looks like. It's like if... It's like if the Big Bird costume caught fire. Yeah, and they were barely able to put it out. Right, and they took all the extra <laughs> fabric up, right? they had, and they just like threw it on there. But the char is still showing. <laughs> like it's what it looks it's like. Really funny. I love that that god. By the way, but that, I love every it time too. he like shuffles out of the woods real slow, I'm like. Least. And it actually makes sense why he's acting that when way. We find out at the end. Fuck, yeah. man, it all pays off. Like again, I'm telling you, it's a bad movie, but it's like good bad. Like this movie kind of took itself seriously. They were not screwing around. They just did the best they could with no money and almost no time. And Robert Vaughn invents bow and arrow in five minutes. You ready for this? Yeah. I love that that bow and arrow killed that deer. No problem at all. Swing. Okay. He grabs. He grabs a stick that's probably as thick as my pointer it's finger. Like, boing boing. He gives it a bend. Boing boing. boing. Ooh, yeah. that's boingy. And then he hang. He ties some like really well made twine to it. Yep. Ooh, look at that boing boing springy and his arrow is i don't have a finger small uh, enough you, do you know that writing utensil that has lead in it how about a pen or a pencil yeah yeah, yeah just about it's, that size it's, if you took a if you took like a uh a, a ticonderoga and made it like three feet long that's, that's what his what he, arrow is and he swings it at a deer he he doesn't even draw the bow back because he's you can tell that robert like vaughn a, is afraid like a, that he'll snap like the prop kid playing Bow and arrow. Do you remember the the like cowboys and Indians set yes. you used to get? They had the cap guns and then they had the dumb little bow. That bow is built better than this. That bow is it basically the bow he has. It goes. He goes like, all right, I'm gonna draw this back. All right, bling. <laughs> he draws it back like four inches. Have you ever seen? Gives it a little spring. So so the tower scene from Monty Python and the Search for the Holy Grail, when the um. When he shoots the arrow out of the window that ends up hitting uh, Lancelot's, the, the way he shoots the arrow out of the window yes. is exactly, exactly how Robert Vaughn shoots this arrow. Just like, do, 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 fwang. Fwang. That's it. He sees a deer and he, he drops that fucker, though. He doesn't raise the bow at all. Nope. He shoots from the hip. He's like, spwank. Got it. <laughs> Got it. Nailed it. He doesn't even wait one second after he shoots it. He just smiles real broad and walks off camera, pulling his knife and out of his belt. And then gets chased by good boys. Wow. I'm so glad you brought that up. Uh, Bird pointed out, because we watched Viking Women just now, those two short hair dogs are in Viking are the Women. Vi- yeah. They're the Viking Women dogs. They're probably dogs. crew pets or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's it's Arkov producing, so you're, you're oh, like- Oh, they might be his He dogs. recycles cast and stuff. Yep. But I love, and you know what's really dumb? Watching this movie the first time, you're like- I was joking. Like the, again, Bird and I were. Bird kind of watched this a little, right? And we were doing like the MST3K thing, where I'm like, he's because he's carrying, dude, that carrying deer, a deer. The deer is a taxidermied head that's been sewn to a fake deer body with legs that are like as. It's incredible. Skinny. It's so doofy looking, and we we find out oh he's he's leaving a blood trail, and we hear like right, and then an assortment of. The happiest dogs you've ever seen. They're like, oh boy, oh boy, toy, 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 toy. I'm a good boy. 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 It's like eight happy good boy dogs, like charging through the woods, and I'm like, well, they couldn't get wolves, obviously. My thought was, oh, this is where we invent man's best friend. Well, I thought because I didn't, we hadn't got to the twist ending yet. I was like, is this what they're gonna do in lieu of wolves? They're like right. they just got like a variety of dog breeds. I think there's like a full like a, a full size poodle in there. Yeah. <laughs> and there's two Irish wolfhounds, which oh, I, I love want them. an Irish mm. wolfhound so bad. God Dude, there's it, a man. scene later where an actor is 
quote unquote fighting with an Irish wolfhound and that Irish wolfhound is so goddamn happy he's like (laughs) you have jerky in your pocket you you, have jerky in your pocket you can see him going for kisses and the guy's playing it up he's like I'm gonna give you some licks and the guy's like no no my cousin was funny because my first thought is oh my god they're doing dog bite stunts without the the bite sleeve right but but he's like you know know how Trinity will like mouth you where she's like that's what she's doing and she just puts her puts her mouth like around your hand but she doesn't bite at all that that's, just going. You can see these yeah. dogs doing that. Where he, the, there's big dogs. They have you got jerky face, man. Bird, what's that one? What's that one dog? The uh, is it like a Great Dane? There's a Great Dane in there. I'm pretty sure. Or maybe a okay, it's either Mas- it's either it a Mastiff, Mastiff yeah. or a Great Dane, but that's the dog that does all the arm mouthing. Yeah. Because they're seeing when you first see those dogs like come up on. I Ron thought Ron, you're like, oh shit. shit, when those dogs attack the dudes later. Yeah, he just kind of like, I, 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 because he's all he does is he puts his mouth around the arm. But I had the same thought. I'm like, these guys are naked. Yeah. Like if they there is no bite protection at all. At all. But you don't need them because these are the goodest boys ever. Good, good boys or girls. I don't know. Who knows? But dude, those dogs like bombing out of the woods, and he dumps the fake ass deer on the ground, like the taxidermy heads all flopping around all backwards and shit. And then the dogs all come, and they surround the thing, and they're like smiling, <laughs> smelling it, and wagging, and they're just like, "Hey, where's he going?" <laughs> well, this this stuff's got meat in it. So they overlay go. like that, like <laughs> like yeah. the sounds of like wild animals chewing, right? And they're like, <laughs> oh, "Deer." Meanwhile, the dogs in real life are like <laughs> ADR. Right. <laughs> they cracked me up so hard because Irish wolfhound. Bird's talking. She says it cracked me up so hard because Irish wolfhounds are known to be super what like was it? family dogs. Yeah, they like, are. Yeah. They're, Irish wolfhounds are like one of the gentlest breeds that exists, which mm-hmm. is crazy because they those dogs are like huge the horse size. Yeah, standing on all fours, they come up above my belly button. It's, I want one. They're very big. Four. All right. Um, <laughs> so I wanted yeah, exactly. two. I wanted two of them. Honestly, you get two. I get two. Perfect. Those and then we the, can have the our FZK fam- wolfhounds. <laughs> we'll keep them in a big pen in the back. <laughs> we can name one Dweezil. We'll name one. One Moon. Moon. One will be Frank. Mm-hmm. We need to definitely have to have a Frank. And then Frank Zappa's two shitty kids who tried to stop. Uh, yeah. So we we're won't, gonna. We won't speak of them. Mm-mm. And Bill. 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 Because Pullman. of Murray. Or, oh, or or Pullman. Or Pullman. Wait, we'll get a girl one and call it Claire. Oh. For after Claire in a chair. Mm. So when Claire watches movies with us, she oh can my God. she can jump and curl up on a big old comfy. We have so many the plans. Claire, I know for the FZK yes, sorority studio, beautiful. dude. I'm so excited. All right, Robert Vaughn gets back home empty-handed. All of his friends having been like gently mouthed by friendly dogs or drowned in shallow puddles. Killed the fucker. Yeah, angry guys like. I think what we should do is gut this guy and feed him his own testicles and intestines and then burn the remains and then piss on the remains and jack off onto the piss. What do you think? And kill his dad, too. And also his dad, yeah. And the rest of the tribe's like... Did you see jack off on his chest? I kind of don't think we... (laughs) uh, Okay, let's take a vote. I think I'm going to vote not anything that guy just said because he's... So, not to gloss over it, but order operations. Where exactly is the jacking off occurring? (laughs) They're like, stop it, masturbating, (laughs) Maddie. Masturbating Maddie. Wank and Willie, you <laughs> shut up. We're not talking about Willian right now. <laughs> Fap and Florence. <laughs> Fap and Florence, you get out of here. He's like, all right. All right. Fap, I'll go. Fap, 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 if you guys need me, I'll be behind this this bush 
drawing pictures, drawing two circles on the ground and tugging away. <laughs> but like, seriously, that guy, he pushes so hard to have them murdered. I love that the he tribe wants is to so kill everybody. Dumb. The tribe's so like, doomed. So yeah, doomed. I mean, does he have a point? And you see a bunch of them being like, I don't, I don't think, know, I think so. I think this is just, uh, does he just want to kill everybody and all the time? <laughs> but they just follow. So they're basically like, hey, you need to like, we're not, here's what we're going to do, Robert Vaughn. We're not going to talk to you for another two days. That's when you turn 12 or whatever. Yeah. 15. You're a teenager. So when you turn 14, then you're going to be allowed to, we'll talk to then you. Then we'll again. talk to but you. But like, Dude, in the movie, no one doesn't talk to him. And then, no, it's even like... <laughs> they all talk. Even the guy who wanted to kill him is openly speaking to him. Jesus. So they're like, here is your sentence. You, We will not give you our voice. Starting Until you are now. man. Starting now. Starting now? Yes. I mean, okay, we talked <laughs> just now, so cancel it out. Go from right now. Can I still live in the tribe? Like, can I sleep over here? No, of course not. Yes. Well, he does. Oh, that's right. He does. Like, make, as long as you make your cave over yes, there. Yes, you can, but we're not going to talk to you from now. No. Go. <laughs> they just keep talking to him. So then um, Blonde Cave Candy walks down to the down to the freaking river. Jesus, man. And she's like, dude, I love this because, she, first of all, she has no, at this point, no lines. That. Earlier, she's mute. Remember? Oh, right, yeah. The dad comes over and he's like, where's my son? And she like waves her hand and he goes, be on the river? And I'm, I was confused because I'm like, wait, can only he talk? Why is she like... <laughs> only the symbol makers and the basket weavers can speak. <laughs> can speak. So when he, when Robert Vaughn comes down, I'm like, oh, he's, he's peeping Tom and on this mute girl. Because she, she strips down, baby. Yep. She and she's takes taking that. her waterfall shower. She's waterfall showering, just almost side boob. Nope. Almost side boob. Nope. Nope. Ooh, here comes her butt. Nope. Nope. Gah. 1958. Such dude. a tease. It's terrible. That movie is just like, we're not, we're going to show you sexy nothing back, at all. Sexy back, though. Set for real sexy back. Yeah. The idea of naked cake the candy of under boobs the waterfall is amazing. So ama- Yeah, I was sitting there. I'm just like, this is the hottest thing I've ever seen. It's not. Because, see, porn, Carl. <laughs> but watching that, some dude, sometimes it's the sometimes imagination. Sometimes I don't need a close-up uh, so deep I can tell what she had for breakfast. That's, That's true. That's, like, a little M- much, Usually though. too much. I, Dude, I like stuff like that. Like, the, the like we're going to show you everything but, but and not, your imagination yeah. is going to make you an insane person for an hour. It's fucking great. Played by not Scarlett Johansson. Dude, she looks so much like Scarlett yeah, sometimes. Yeah. Other angles, she'll turn, and she, boy, she just turns into some other thing that's not her that Scarlett Johansson. But, dude, when my, she's... My note was that she could see a lot better if uh, she got out from under the waterfall. Yeah. It's beating her in the face. She's getting water directly in the eyes. Yeah. She's like, who's there? Well, I love it. Robert <laughs> Vaughn comes down, and he... Okay, when he was in the other land, he got... Four straws, like four diner straws that they had painted to look like reeds. And he rubber bands them all together or He's something. Making, he also invented the pan flute. He makes a pan flute, but when they play it, it's not a pan flute. I wrote down the plastic recorder, God's fourth gift to man. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, it sounds like it's that's what it is. It's a recorder. The ADR of him like blowing into these yeah, nonsense it's straws. It's the first instrument we all played in elementary yeah, school. It's the elementary school recorder, is what he's playing. And she's like Oh, I feel he invented music. It's so crazy. He's like, I know you're not to give me your voice, but listen to this voice. And she's like, that sounds beautiful. And I'm like, wait, didn't he just say, don't talk to me because you'll get in trouble? No one follows that rule very good. This is 
30 seconds after yeah. they were like, you are never getting talked in oh, over the hill. You hear the guy goes, I heard that. Okay. Starting now, <laughs> starting right. Not yet. I'm talking to you. Okay. After I'm done talking, we're going to start. So that will be in three, two, one. No more talking to him. It's like the worst kids game ever. <laughs> Robert Mott's like, it's like that playground thing where they're like, we're not going to talk to you anymore, Billy. You're like, oh yeah. Wait, yeah. time out. Wait. I get to talk to him and then time back in. Time back in. Now we're not talking to him. <laughs> Because he talks to Cave Candy for like an hour. Yes, I have to pee so bad. <laughs> Me too. We'll stop. Boop. So I was just humming Baby Elephant Walk by Henry Mancini. That really? is all. Yeah. Really? Wait a minute. Dude, Carl. Last night. Do you want to hear some stuff that's going to Last night, right before we went to bed, Bird and I watched season two of The Simpsons. The episode's Dance in Homer, and the song he dances to is Baby, is Baby Elephant, Elephant Walk, Walk by from Hatari. Fuck. Mm-hmm. All right. That's weird. It was the last thing I heard I was before I went to bed. I was upstairs peeing, and I'm in like, my office. that's the song he dances to in that episode. Hmm. Science we don't understand yet. Ouch! So. It <laughs> hurts me. So I'm uh, glad that I, I I'm glad I mentioned it. I'm glad too because dude, because I I haven't I haven't thought of that song happening. since the last time I watched Hatari. Yeah, and it's soaked into the walls of the house for a moment, and you got a little psychic bleed out of my haunted I'm ass office. My office is haunted shit. as shit. Yeah, I know. That typewriter's in there, dude. That typewriter's got the devil in it. All right, so that's this is the point. Carl and I just took a pee break mid-episode. So <laughs> I it was, feel rejuvenated. Dude, it was all that talk of waterfalls. Oh, my God. I know. It had me going. Pints of water and coffee we've been drinking. Um, so this is when John the Baptist shows up and that crippled guy kills him for no fucking reason <laughs> like, at all. What the fuck is happening? Holy shit. Hey, what's that strange animal? Kill it. Also, this guy, by the way, is not handicapped. No. This guy's crippled. Yeah. Because emotionally... He's crippled yes. because he's fucking like this brutal murderer. Yes. He's, we've talked about him before. This is the guy who wants to kill everything all the time. The one that has bad knees, legit bad knees. Is it like, yeah, it's like, he's a hobble. His legs in a are way. a little yeah. screwy. They kind of have, they put some big leg warmers on him. Mm-hmm. Like, they, well, they the wrap way he's, some bath mats around his The way his he's shins. playing it is like his knees don't bend. Kinda, yeah. He does do the kind of stiff like leg thing, which yeah. doesn't stop him from killing everyone constantly. This is the most emotionally Blood stunted hungry, human ever. Yeah. By the way, though, that is a, a a very negative trope for movies of this time period, where to to point out a, how a character's evil. I mean, Richard the did it with Richard the Third. Yeah, he's evil and he has a the big hump. humpback. Yeah, like making well, a historically char- he did. I know, yeah, yeah, but like this is this is kind of this is a trope where you make the evil character physically have deformed. some sort of deformity. Yeah. So like they're they're it's still a trope now, man. Today, like, yeah. yeah. Like I mean, Bond villains have scars, but like this, th- it used to be the thing where it was like the bent the bent young dwarf was yeah. always sinister, and it was something about which one's the evil one, which one looks evil. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, well, I don't know who's who's hurt and has a hard time doing stuff. Right. Because he's probably the bad guy. Yeah. Like from this, anyway. who has the black goatee? Yeah. So that said, recognizing the trope as being like yeah. you know a, a unfortunate time capsule of 1958 doesn't make this guy any less of a piece of shit. Because <laughs> I like his piece of shit. He he plays well because yeah. you do hate him. You hate him completely, and not just because. I mean, well, he wants to kill fucking everything. Everything, yeah. Hey, I had a new kitty. Kill it! It is evil. <laughs> evil lives in its soul, but it mews. 
An evil Mew. An evil Mew. Haven't you seen Pokemon? Mew 2 is the next <laughs> right. thing, and it's really it's, bad. You will bring nothing but greed to the so, tribe. Dude, when John the Baptist rolls in on his horse, they're like, what is that creature? They're so sheltered yeah. that a man on a horse. It's frightening and completely like, alien to them. We've heard tales of this. The legs of oh, a beast. Oh, the half man, half beast. Legs of a beast, yeah, but a the body of a man. Beast. Right. That it, makes no sense. Robert Vaughn's like, I think... Guys, hear me out. I think it's just a guy on an animal. And they're like, don't be fucking stupid. That and is literally that's gross. That's impossible. It's amoral. It's disgusting. So why don't we just kill it? <laughs> <laughs> we don't understand it. Kill it. So he's like, wait, wait, wait. Hold on. He, see, he sat up. There's his legs. Can you not? He's attacking us. Oh, he's making. He made a move. He made a move. So the Shoot it. so beardy guy throws a spear. No that, one's gonna throw spears in Roger Corman no, movies at all. The the this guy throws a spear. Not quite as bad as the Viking women, but Close. almost. Because the spear hits him sideways. It does. It like it bonks it, him. It broadsides him. It he does. gets a bonk with the spear, and then he falls off like he's been stuck. He's <laughs> just laying on the ground like I am so fucking hungry and thirsty and tired. Oh, here come people to help me. <laughs> Hey guys, I I must have ran into a branch because something bonked me off the horse just now. So you guys have any oatmeal or uh, grits? Or I could go for some. Look, I don't want to be picky, but like spicy shrimp and cheddar grits. (laughs) That sounds so good to me. Cup of coffee. (laughs) I should probably have water first. You're right. right. Hey, why are you making a circle around me with all these spears? (laughs) This is awkward. So kill guy is like, here's what we do. Stab him. Because see, I'm looking down and I can see now that Robert Vaughn was wrong because I refused to grant him anything. But this is in fact a man and that is in fact a horse. And they're like, oh, great. And he goes, so go kill the horse. Dude, all those cavemen run over to kill the horse. I'm like, why? They swarm the fucking horse. They swarm the horse with spears and they're like, we're going to kill this thing. And the guy's looking up and he goes, they're like, this is not a man. It's an evil being. And he goes, peace. And that's when the dude's like, give me that fucking him. spear. Sticks him. And then Robert Vaughn's pissed at his dad because he's like, why did you not stop him? That was so obviously not a threat. A not us. an okay thing to do? Yeah. Yeah. Like, he still has authority over the clan, right? Yeah. You're the tribe leader. Why didn't so you So we'll stop? be like, hey, dipshit. Sit down for a second. Here's what I'm telling you. We're going to have a chat. How about this? Chat it out. If you don't get out of this dude's face, if you don't give him some air, I'm going to have you executed. I'm going to not talk to you for five minutes. We're going to stop speaking to you starting now. Silent treatment. Wait, why aren't you going to talk to me? Because you did something bad and that doesn't count as talking to you because I'm just explaining why I'm not talking to you, Johnson. Starting go now. (laughs) 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 But I wrote down, he's like... He's like the this new, this new very virulent breed of conservative. Mm-hmm. Look, I know a lot of conservatives I like, but there is a certain new type that's yeah. very like rah, 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 like you know the 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 new new Facebook conservative. Yeah. So he's like Facebook conservative meets an evangelical. Oh shit! And again, I know two evangelical people who are very cool, but you know what I'm you know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah. I am generalizing and I'm using terms that apply to nice people, but dude, he's. He's like, the law, the book and the word say this, and therefore we should kill all of the four. He even says at one point, he's like, uh, they're like, well, this is a man. So clearly a man, men live over there. And he goes, yeah. well, they can stay there and we'll stay here and we don't ever have to talk yeah. to them. Because so, my next note is, oh, look, he's into isolationist foreign policy. Yeah, well. no shit. Because he's, dude, he's literally like, we don't need to go there. If there's people over there, they stay over there, there. We stay here. And if they come over here, we'll kill them because yep. we don't want foreigners in our tribe. 
And then Robert Vaughn points out, he's like, hey, um, I want you always in front of me because someday you and I are going to fight. Yep. And I'm going to I like that conversation ass. too in the cave. Like, and it was also brings up a question where the conflict actually lies. Because if the one is comfortable just staying there and leading a small clan, which is our bad guy. Right. And the other one is only interested in fucking off and leaving and going to explore. Those two things are completely opposite. They so why can't exist he, in the same they, they can. Yeah. The, the, he leaves, does his thing. Take whoever you want to go with you. He's comfortable having his own small clan to oh, lead. I, I read that as Kyle MacLachlan. I mean, Robert Vaughn. Right. Dude, Robert Vaughn in this movie looks like Kyle MacLachlan and Bruce Campbell had a kid. Yeah, he looks... I'm so used to him from just because I, I met Robert Vaughn. Uh, not personally, but when... Uh, oh. <laughs> the first time I saw him in a movie is Superman 3. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's always that character to me. But Webster. Seeing him, yeah. seeing him really young, though, dude, he's yeah. got Kyle MacLachlan face going on real he's hard. He's very... He looks uh, like he walks straight out of Twin Peaks. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But uh, he, the way that I read that is... Look, you want things to. I honestly think that this is a political like the clan allegory. moving forward. Yeah, yeah, because McLaughlin or the clan to not move. <laughs> um, so Robert Vaughn's character is basically like he wants to go across the river to get meat for the tribe. Yeah, and he wants to talk to this guy to create new new ties, new ties new relations, for yeah. the tribe. So even though he's going off and doing stuff, he's doing it. It's for going to his, affect the tribe in for some his way. people, right? right? So in a strange way, he is thinking. In a progressive fashion, how can we move forward from this place where we are? And Blackbeard is like, I want us to stay exactly how we are because things are good. Why would they change? Right, but so, they aren't good. That's the thing that's frustrating. Right. Yeah. Well, you I ain't mean, got no food. You gotta barely have fucking animals to hunt. This yeah, is, I know. This is made. Well, it's made in Hollywood mm-hmm. by a fairly. I mean, this is the guy who directed the trip. Right. Roger Corman's fairly liberal. So he's this, making a statement of some sort. Yeah. Absolutely. So like this is, you know, this is kind of and it does definitely slant hard towards the progressive liberal standpoint. But like <laughs> yeah. there is totally political argument in here where it's like, no, everything's fine. Let's stay how it mm-hmm. is. And he's like, it's clearly not. We're starving. We have no ties. We have no allies and we're f- afraid all the time. Our gut reaction to anything we don't understand is to kill it. Right. Well, I mean, your gut reaction, Mr. Right. Blackbeard. Mr. Blackbeard. Is, and he's like, if you don't shut up, I'm going to kill you. Right. <laughs> and you're like, case in point. I prefer silent treatment. Also, I'm not talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> oh so Robert Vaughn becomes a man by lying. Mm-hmm. They're like, listen, are you going to behave and obey the yes. law? And he goes, yes. And he goes, are you going to obey the word? Like the religion? And he goes, fingers crossed behind his back. He's like, totally. Totes. Faux show. He made up lying to make it good. He did, yeah. yeah. He made up lying. He so figured that, it out by now. Well, and his lie is to stick around in the tribe so he can try and still try and help, still these, try people. And help these people. So he gets married to Cave Candy. Kinda. They just they become. They like nap a, together a in thing. their new cave they area. Take, they take a they, they he builds her a sleeping area, mm-hmm. which is like a little mini cave. Yeah, I kind of dig the little outcropping that he. I got like when she for. when he implies that they've been boning a lot, where he's like, "You've kept me many many many, day, moons, many yeah. moons in the sleeping area or whatever," and she's like, "Uh huh." Mm-hmm. Uh. Doe eyes. Okay, Bird pointed this out. This was not my observation, although I did also ob- observe it when she's laying on her back. Her boobs are. Massive. Yeah, they're huge. Dude, that they give her the smallest, like, 
bear paw bear worth paw. of <laughs> it's crazy dude she's wearing like a, a hand towel <laughs> <laughs> her like, Everyone else has a bath mat. She has just the, the face. She got towel. the washcloth. Yeah, they gave her the wash. She she's laying on her back, and you're like, "What the fuck is that?" I thought it was like a weird fold in the cloth. I'm no, like, it's actually just a coverage. It's unbe- unbelievable. She has very nice boobs. I'm just saying. Cute lady got nice boobs. I no, I agree. Man. I didn't want to gloss it. It felt unfair to just not mention it. But it's not fair. It's incredibly unfair and stupid is to not mention how sexy the women are in Robert and Roger, Roger Corman Corman movies. movies. Yeah, and dude, look, the and men, the, the, the men look too. pretty good. Roger Vaughn, Roger, Roger, Roger Vaughn, Kyle Vaughn, McLaughlin yes. Campbell is looking great in this movie Bruce for Campbell, sure. Yeah, he's a touch Bruce Campbell. Yeah. He's the chin, but uh. <laughs> I love <laughs> what so they're like, all right, look, you've become a man, you're good, everything's fine. He's like, I'm gonna go back across the river, catch you guys later. Fuck you guys. <laughs> the first thing he does, he's like his speech to his wife though, or his cave candy, mm-hmm. is basically she's like, But why do you have to go? And he's like, Every wife ever has always said which by the way, a very misogynistic argument. Yes. But it's still it still rings true For, and yeah. is fun in fifty eight. Where he's like, every wife ever has said, why does it have to be my husband that makes change? And that's why nothing ever changes because, oh, I won't do it, but someone will someday. And he's like, I'm going to do it and I'm going to do it I have to be now. the person to do this. So one more roll in the hay and then and off then I go. One more little quickie. So he bombs off and then dad is like, hey, where's my kid? <laughs> Didn't he just become a man like 10 seconds ago? We just started talking to him again. Like, Yeah, we were all allowed to talk to him, even though we've been talking to him the whole time. <laughs> um, so where did he go? And they're... Everyone in the tribe knows pretty much, but like, it's his wife. He's like, I'll give you one guess. He's right. like, God damn it. <laughs> Don't tell Blackbeard. Ah, he's right here. Don't tell Blackbeard that my kid went across the river. Oh, hey, Blackbeard. Anyway, I'm going to go for a stroll off by the river, but not across it. And this brings us to one of my favorite moments in this film Me is too. when Blackbeard is like, well, we've got to go. We have to cross Puts the river. Posse, yeah. And he's like, but you said that we can't go across the river. You can't break the law for it's like you can if it's important enough or you can well, if it's for the He's like to punish others who are breaking the law is Right. So he starts making up his own shit to I, like my, allow him to cross the river. My note is kill, I loved that. kill crazy scumbags argument is as old as time. Well well the well we can break the law to kill people who are breaking exactly. the law. Exactly. Obviously the law wouldn't apply to us, especially not to me. I'm a leader. Exactly. Huh, wait. Uh, Hmm. Law doesn't apply to It was leaders. a little heavy handed but I liked it It's kind of weird I feel like the law doesn't apply to leaders Why is that ringing such a bell Right Right. And this is 1958 1958 brother. Dude this is one of the things we keep running into with movies yeah. The best of them and even the worst best of them Resonate Dude it's fucking merry-go- it's a merry-go-round man Kind of does also show you though that humans just behave the same way All the time no matter what Because yeah. we Because these are cavemen <laughs> Max. Well, they are. Modern. This is like. Well, let's, they are twenty twenty. Twenty twenty. Yeah, I understand. <laughs> All right. So here's they get to the. But why build it so it can break? Because we gotta rebuild the do baba do ba. Robert Vaughn finds the god that brings death with its touch, and he's like, "Wait a minute." Remember how you guys all thought that the horse and the rider was one thing? I think this is a dude in a suit. Yep. And then kill crazy beard guy. Fucking black guy. Black, not black. Not black it's, guy. Geez. Black beard. Black beard. <laughs> black beard guy. Is what oh I was wait. To say. Uh, yeah. There's no black cavemen in this no, at all. There's very few black people in. 
a lot of these movies. Yeah, there's no oh, there's no black characters in Viking women either. No. Hmm. The 50s. We got Scatman Carruthers in in Bloody Mama. That's was about. there any black characters in X the Man with X Ray Eyes? Nope. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> We gotta fast forward. AIP is a little bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. We gotta get out of the fifties pretty quick here. Yeah, Carl. we're getting whitewashed like a motherfucker. <laughs> we are. Here. This this episode is a little a titch pale. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. All right. So Blackbeard is like, quick, everyone, kill the monster. And they're like, no, that's the god. He's like, fine, kill Robert Vaughn and his dad. And they're like, wait, let's not do that either. So he goes, fine, fuck it. And he goes off and gets a rock. And he, what? Go. No. Here's the thing. Yeah. He so, just wants to kill so shitty, something. So for, for, for a dude whose legs are all shitty, he gets up a tree with a boulder pretty easily. Very quickly. I mean, he hops, skibbity, boop, bop, beep, right up, up the tree. Tr- I, thought, with... I thought he was on a hill behind a tree. No, he was... He's in a tree. He's in a fucking tree. So he climbs up a tree with a, like, 50-pound boulder. It's a big old, like, you know, the big industrial-sized bag of dog food? Yeah. About that size? It's like a torso-sized boulder. Yep. And he, yeah, you're right. He does totally climb up a tree. Mm-hmm. Didn't even think about that. That's fine. I was just, I was, I was at this point. There, okay, some parts of this movie are pretty boring. Yes. So I was hitting the display button for to see like how much an, was left for a for lot being of an hour and five. It's a long hour and five minutes. Strange at some point, that so yeah. an hour. Yeah, I, I think it's an hour eight or whatever. But like an hour long movie. But the glorious never moments drag. of fucking shenanigan. So like, worth it. Completely so worth make it. it worth while. So. Blackbeard drops a rock Boop. on on the guy in the suit's head, and he falls down. And Robert Vaughn turns with his See, he's just like, turns with his bow and arrow, and he's like, "Oh, by the way, oh, when yeah. he has the bow drawn back, oh, he's holding fucking- he's holding the string with all four fingers and the thumb, thumb, like." I'm like, you're going to have so much trouble releasing that arrow, dude. He just goes, nah. Swing. <laughs> but when he, he like turns and quick draw, like, boing, <laughs> shoot again. again. Another message from the tower. Boing. Yeah, it's message from the tower, child's bow and arrow. He turns, he's like, boing, and he shoots Blackbeard in the right shoulder, which kills Blackbeard immediately. He shot him in the fucking bath mat. He shot him in his bath mat, but like. Where that arrow hits, there's nothing you need to live under that spot. Mm-mm, and Bla- barely shoulder. And Blackbeard's like, oh shit, oh no, my weird shoulder heart was hit. <laughs> I died. We, we were running into that a lot recently. Yeah, people getting we're hit in the shoulder. Spot. Yeah. <laughs> he dies. He just dies like so hard. Oh shit, wow. Okay, well, I guess Blackbeard. His leg injuries live in the space just under his armpit. Right, I guess. Yeah, but his body evolved. To, <laughs> it's to, just it's like, well, we don't have enough veins in your legs anymore, so all of them are gonna run through. Just like a armpit. Oh, that's disgusting. It is kind of gross. Yeah. Well, I mean, no, never mind. I was gonna try and rationalize this, but like that a, is like a bead curtain under his armpit. <laughs> I know. That is a totally non-fatal wound, though, that he gets. Yeah. He, but it does kill him. Because he's so surprised that someone would want him dead. He's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Why are we being so violent, everyone? <laughs> Calm down. That We don't always have to just kill things. Some, I do. Right. <laughs> the law is malleable for me. But I'm a leader. What did you do? Ow. I'm so surprised I died. <laughs> you shot me in my pit beads. Jesus. My pit beads are all fucked up. <laughs> but they, they Robert Vaughn crouches down and pulls out a book. And this is where I'm like, I called this shit yeah. 10 minutes in. Yeah. Right. I didn't know. I was like. I had a thought. I don't know why my I brain suspected. had a thought. I'm like, ooh, this feels weird. It, yeah. So he pulls the book out and he's like, ah, he must have been a symbol maker as well. And we cut to a photograph of a Nazi shaking hands with another, with some soldier. With a soldier. And you're mm-hmm. like, oh, it, this is modern times. <laughs> if they. The Hiroshima bomb. 
which is strange because we'll get to the last 15 seconds, but why is, is it, this has happened many times before. Yes. Why is it called Hiroshima? Oh, interesting. It will happen it would again. would have happened again, yeah. Maybe this is, maybe this is like our future. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. So we find out that this is a post-apocalyptic world and he explains basically is like a, the world was destroyed by nuclear, by in a nuclear Holocaust some small pockets of humanity have lived and when this holocaust first happened we gave those people some rules to live by that would help them survive mm-hmm. while we waited for the atomic radiation to fade which now we know that atomic don't cross the river because a- we needed the radiation to calm down a bit which must have happened because uh, and we we do get it explained that the the scientists the guy by the way the god that brings death with a touch is a scientist mm-hmm. he's Rot with Super radiation. Super old. Yeah, and one of the, the they, mutation allowed him to, to live, live thousands of years. Right, which would it, because I think it's like they were. I I was reading recently because of all the French nuclear testing in French Polynesia mm-hmm. that they were saying like nuclear radiation of like of that level doesn't fade for like millions of years. No, it's fucked up. How it's long? It's a really it long around. time. It'll it'll kill you forever, basically. Yeah. So. The timeline's all wrong, but the science is from the 1958. Is there, yeah. They're probably doing their best with the science. And also, who cares? It's a movie. <laughs> I was so pleased. You should really just relax. <laughs> Sorry, I messed up. No, that's yeah. okay. Because um, this is like the second twist end. Well, no, we haven't talked about the terror yet. Not yet. We'll get there. <laughs> oh, man, that's a twisty. Uh, that's a twisty bean. <laughs> oh, my God. But, uh, dude, when he... I wrote down the the post-apocalyptic atomic bomb thing the world's wiped out is genius because it explains everything that we've seen that's incorrect. Yep. Because the incorrect mutant dinosaur creatures, all the weird, strange creatures that don't seem to be normal, the fact that there aren't wolves, but there are dogs. These are feral dogs. It all makes sense. Everything that plays as dumb now makes sense mm-hmm. because everything's been mutated by radiation. Exactly. And then... Oh, by, by the way, there's there's one line in here that I really love. The, a lot of this dialogue sucks. Just terrible. Don't talk to me until Tuesday. But that last one when he goes, when he goes, when they're, it's basically they're reading his journal in That's his right, voice. Yeah. And the last two things we read from him are, I am very lonely. I am very tired. Something about that. Just mm-hmm. the simple expression of a man alone in the world. Because he is the last of his kind. I mean, from that generation. All the other scientists have been killed off. Yeah. So he's the last one. Um, so then we go back to our voiceover from the beginning. And that dude's like, this takes place in present day. And it has happened many times before. That's the, that's the tag that I like. In the last. That's in the last. That line is in the last 10 seconds of the movie. Yeah. So it, the last 10 seconds of the movie introduces the ancient civilization theory, mm-hmm. which is. There, we can't explain how the pyramids were built. What a mystery. Well, what if before the pyramids, mankind had evolved to be like this? We were like this hyper intelligent civilization, and then kaboom, like some extinction level event wipes us all out. All but like a handful of us, yeah, right. And that handful of us grows to be the ancient Egyptians. And the ancient Egyptians essentially walk up to the pyramids and they're like, huh, how'd these get here? Right. Well, whatever. We're gonna use them. Yep. We'll bury our dead people. In and them. you make and you make your religion out of it. And you, and you draw on the walls yep. and stuff, right? Yep. But like that's the ancient ancient civilization theory is how many times have we become this 
this technologically advanced civilization and then through our own this it's movie, haunting when you think about it because there's been, the earth has been around for so long mm-hmm. the the potential for if you look at even just the last hundred years of technology and how far we've come right that's a very minute amount of time of our known history think about okay current history right so yeah billions this of is years what blows too. my mind I remember 19... I was born in 1990. I remember computers from 1998. Dude. That's 20 years ago. Yeah. 1998. I remember a computer back then where the video game was like, you you would... There would be like an, a little two-bit guy walking across yep. the screen. It's like, what do you want to do? And you go, open the door. And it's yep. like, incorrect. And you're like... Ah, shit. Walk over to the door. Go left. Go... Yeah. Yeah. You know, like the type... type what are they yep. called? The, the um, typing... Yeah. Typing adventures. Yeah. yeah. So I remember like... When you the internet was like, okay, I'm gonna look at a picture of one boob, and you'd get it going. <laughs> Forty five minutes. Forty five minutes later, you have like the top one inch of a five inch picture of a boob. Nyeh. Dude, it would take like an hour to get a Nyeh. photograph, yep. like a picture. Dude, I'm playing fucking high res shit with a hundred other people at the same time. And you can also, dude, you can play high res. You can play high res shit on your phone. You, I get that. Still, like my brain is not. You can. You can do. You can look at. You can turn your phone and see 360 degrees because we have now have cameras that can take high res 360 pictures. We have virtual reality that's it doesn't look like reality, but it's very the new very the new Oculus Rift shit is really good. Super it's impressive, fucking freaky man. Yeah, that's they're getting those things in 4K resolution now, which are insane. But, and now think about that twenty not a hundred twenty years twenty years ago. You had a computer that like barely didn't burn your house down. We just <laughs> took the cord out of the fucking kitchen wall for the phone yesterday. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, dude, like nothing. Like it's unbelievable how quickly our technology is Even advanced. the phone. Just if, the phone. And that's the idea of the ancient civilizations theory is if it keeps ramping up, our weapons become so advanced that we destroy the planet, essentially. And everything, every, every scrap of history. Right. You erase the whole chalkboard except for like one little dot in the corner and that's civilization. And then civilization has to start all over again. And that is the third gift. The fact that we can rebuild. Yeah. Dude, and that's the end of this movie. Yeah, dude. It's really good. Like, this movie sucks so hard, but this movie's pretty, pretty fun. Fucking dug it, man. I dug it too. I like it. This will not be the only time I watch this no, movie. I'll... I'm going to get fucked up and watch it. <laughs> <laughs> See, I, I thought that at the beginning, but I don't know if I could handle the crocodile killing the Gila monster. No, that I... might get a little, I might get a little blue. Yeah, I get a little bummer. Yeah, a little like, bummer, bummer. Bert and I, like, uh, about two weeks ago, we were like, we had a day off. It was before I was unemployed. Right. We were like, let's get high and, like, hang out and listen to records. And we listened oh, to the amazing. Beatles and we listened to the Doors. It was all fun. And then we put on Neil Young and it oh, tanked no. the night. Why would dude. you do that? Because I love Neil Young. Well, so do I, but and not when so, you like... He's got like such a... He seemed to fit in the Cat Stevens okay. area and Cat Stevens was like changing our lives. But Neil Young is a bummer. And any kind of bummer will, when you're high will just f- wreck your night, dude. I watched Stop to... Making Sense the other night on mm-hmm. some on some brownie. Why do I know that? Talking Heads. Talking, it's the, yeah, yeah, one yeah, yeah, of the yeah. more famous. I've um, heard their. I've heard that album, but I've yeah. never seen the thing. It's a. For some reason, that got me a little blue for because I mean, Talking Heads. David Byrne is very strange. You know what you should do? Hmm. You should watch Zappa at the Roxy. <laughs> it's a fucking. Boss. All right. All right, but um, yeah, that's all I've got for THK, man. We want to get out of here. I got no more notes. We're gonna talk to Bird about uh, a movie on our next episode, which we're gonna record right Called now. Called the Terra. Holy shit! Nineteen sixty-three. You guys are gonna love. Yep. 
or hate this movie slash episode because it is the most. But we'll talk about it then. Yeah, we'll talk about it. Uh, we'll get our, our our closing stuff done really fast. If you want to head to patreon.com slash quill and film, Q-U-I-L-L-A-N-D-F-I-L-M, you can get shout outs on the show, full length bonus episodes, and we do, we go deep on the bonus mm-hmm. episodes. These are like full length, f- real legit episodes, not like, hey, we can talk about a movie for 30 minutes. <laughs> right. They're like, some of them are like two parters, four hours long. We go yard on these things. We man. do. And we're almost done with our Planet of the Apes series. We did all of the original five, all the remakes and the uh, Tim Burton reimagining. So if you, if you're, if you're hungry for some monkey shines, we got all it. Bop on. We over, got baby. all that monkey poo. Speaking of it's time we did our shout outs on the show. Let me shout start outs by... on the show. <laughs> got shout outs on the show. Boom, 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 We have boom. a song for all right, it now. So I would like to thank our most recent patrons, uh, Kelly and Mike Wagner. Thank you guys so much. Um, speaking to our patrons and to our listeners who are not yet patrons but have been kind of kicking it around remember the beginning of the show where I don't have a job anymore now would be this is a good time to get on board jump on I'm not that I'm like begging but like we do buy equipment and stuff occasionally for the show and I have a much less disposable income than I do I'll I'll put my hat upside down I don't give a shit yeah okay here's me and Carl with our our Stetsons upside down alms for the poor alms for the poor If you've even briefly considered it, go take a look at what we're what we have to offer over there. I think you guys are will like it. We, it's a ton of stuff. We yeah, we try to make sure that we we get make you it worth your, your five bucks, man. For sure. Shit. So uh, thank you, Kelly and Mike. You guys are, are definitely you're keeping the lights on. Yes, you are. You're keeping us keeping me out of the poorhouse. You're keeping them in toilet paper. Thank you, you very are, much. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we'd also like to thank. I would like to thank Katie Clark. Man, I really miss this D and D group, man. It's been a being long in time. A show, yeah. Since you've oh, is is you have the plan? You're going to kick it back into gear. Oh yeah, man, absolutely. So Katie Clark, thank you for being an amazing person, human, bard, and friend. <laughs> To measuring <laughs> thank you so much uh we would like to thank casey shiby i'm gonna thank her individually right mm-hmm. now because she, when i i we're i'm a good friends with her and i uh right after our fufu closed she hit me up and was like how are things going and blah 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 she had just listened to her first episode of measuring Flicks. oh wow <laughs> supporter <laughs> never listened suppo- oh, well she's gosh. she spun the deadpool episode okay gotcha. but like she she had listened to i forgot we did deadpool <laughs> yeah <laughs> She Holy she recently shit. listened to I think it was one of the Planet of the Apes episodes I think it was Rise of the Planet of the Apes is the one she listened to and she's like you guys are really fun I'm like just wait there's <laughs> so, eighty more episodes you can spin that are awesome dude we've done so many episodes yeah I if you're listening Casey <laughs> which apparently you don't <laughs> but <laughs> if you're listening I highly recommend uh, Blood and Concrete. And our episode on um, uh, uh, Cemetery Man. Yeah. There are several episodes where she, her thing is she's like, I haven't seen most of these movies. You don't need to those see those ones. These I don't movies. think you do. No, there are some of the, the some of the more heady, serious stuff. It would benefit you to see the movie, but anything that's like goofy or dumb or came from the '80s, you're probably you're, safe because okay. it's just us making fun of it and having fun. So, um, but I, I wanted to thank her, give her a little special thanks because awesome. she reached out and was like. After I told her Fufu had closed, she's like, oh, my God. Um, so what are you doing? And I was like, I'm, I'm a full time writer now. I'm focusing on submitting stuff. I'm doing all sorts of writing projects, but I'm not going to get another job. She texted me back and she goes, how can I support you from afar? That's amazing. And she I know birds over at her desk. And she's oh going to tear up, dude. I, dude. I cried like when I got that text because yep. she already does. Mm-hmm. She's a patron of the show. She supports us every month and she's a high level patron. Yep. And she was 
what more can I do to help you? And I was like, you are doing it right now. Just if, and if you listeners want to help support the show, even if you can't be a patron or, or don't have the money now or don't have the inclination, tell your friends yeah. about what we do. A five-star review, a comment, anything. Yeah. That, if, that all helps. If you enjoy this, tell us, tell other people about us. Tell other people you think might enjoy this because that, that helps us immensely. Gets us into more ears and gets more patrons in the pocket. We'd also like to thank John Shiby. John, thank you so much. John is kind of doing what I'm doing. He is down. He was working several jobs. He's down to one now, and he's doing art like four days a week. That's amazing. Yeah, that's that is amazing. He's inspiring. He's really inspiring. So thank you guys so much. I wanted to give you a little bit of extra time on the show. I really appreciate you. I miss you like like crazy. I would like to thank Connor the Velvet Fog Sweeney. The Velvet Fog, Sweeney. Yes, his voice, his dulcet tones. <laughs> There's a guy we need to get back on. Mike. I know, yeah. Goddamn. Miss Connor. Actually, I might be doing something at the State Theater with him next week for a Friday night flick. They're doing Step Brothers, and he is going to do the Catalina Wine Mixer. I think he's singing some Billy Joel songs. Nice. And they're going to have me on singing the opera song at the end of that. So. <laughs> cool. So I'll hopefully be seeing you soon, Connor. And you can take the last one as well because... Oh, and thank you, Danielle Pelshaw. Uh, Did she watch either of these? She watched uh, Teenage Caveman. She watched Sea, Sur- sea Serpents in the, in the Search for Late the Night Vi- Taco Bell. Whatever the fuck it was. <laughs> Harold and Kumar go to, <laughs> go to White Castle White and find Castle, the Viking Sea Serpent waters. But yeah, I got up extra early this morning to watch The Terror. So thank you for, for late... Late nights, early mornings for for measuring flex. Yeah, we 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 love you, and Bird and I miss you quite a bit. So get back over here. We'll do some hot wings and play board oh, games. Yes. All right, thank you guys all so much for listening. Uh, tune in next week where we'll be back to our regular programming. Less talk about me being <laughs> unemployed and such. Um, so we finished all of the lo- uh, all of lo-fi lullabies. You've heard two tracks off of my second EP, Albert Fish Acupuncturist. Both of these will be dropping when I get back from the UP. I'm going to be up uh, through, I think, early May. So sometime in May, these will be dropping, especially now that I have nothing else going on. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so there's albums coming. The song you're going to be hearing today is actually, uh, I think, my second favorite on the album. It's called Run for the Border. Between here and a bed 
Just 